Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Office Bingers. I'm your host, Matt Diaz, along with my co-host, Ernesto Santos. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm all right, Matt. You know, living in some dark times, but hopefully we can shed a little bit of light in the darkness here. Uh, but we do have a guest with us today, uh, my brother from another mother, Estevan. No, I'm just kidding. Estevan Guerra, who... Uh, Spent a lot of time. We, you know, we lived together. We worked together. We went through the Disney College program together. Uh, thank you. This has been a long time coming. I'm glad you finally decided to come on. Oh, you know what? Thank you for finally inviting me to come on. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just threw you under the bus real quick. Uh, I know. Let's, if he's going to throw the shade, let's throw the shade. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm super happy to be here, guys. I've been listening to some of y'all's um, episodes and I love it. I mean, it's everything that me and Ernesto have been loving since we started the college program, movies and entertainment. So it's one of those things that I just we I know I love to talk about it. I know he loves to talk about it. So I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Uh, we're, we're happy to have you here as well. This before we started recording, uh, you guys were going back and forth. It's almost like you guys never it, it, it like it, it kind of guys you guys were catching up but also it feels like that like uh what, what's what's the phrase no time was lost uh yeah like we yeah, pick up right where we left that's off. what it is yeah you picked yeah. up right where you left off yeah exactly so i felt i honestly i felt like a third wheel i'm like ah, maybe, maybe you know i'll just i'll just sit back here you guys are having like a little fun time over here but <laughs> I, I, I can't to continue this uh to continue and see where we go from from here but uh uh before we get into our regularly uh scheduled show here we want to take a time, obviously, um, like Ernesto uh, said earlier, we're living in some dark times right now. And uh, uh, and, you know, from the from what's everything that's happening in the news, everyone is protesting outside and, you know, really making sure their voice is heard on from the death of uh, George Floyd. And everyone's protesting and and making sure that justice is served and not only for for his death, but also uh, just, you know, just having, a, 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 you know, just this justice itself is just being, you know, we want, we want, uh, you know, all lives matter. We, we want everything to be fair and equal. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been, it's kind of been consuming everything that you've been seeing on social media. And uh, it's, it's been a time and, and, you know, with us and, you know, us talking about movies there's also a lot uh, that, you know, is shown through in the movies throughout the years that I think we should, you know, maybe take the time to, you know, either watch them or learn more about certain situations. Um, Ernesto, you you I know you've you've seen at least a, um, uh, you said when, when they see us or one of them. Yeah, just I mean, during this time, you know, we're recording here on June. What is it, June 2nd? So Second, this is yeah. the first Blackout Tuesday, as you were mentioning. Um, we don't, you know, I don't have a lot to share. You know, I'm just a regular guy behind a mic. But what I can do is we can share some content that's related, that may, may make you think about what's going on in the world. Um, so some that definitely hit home for me was When They See Us. Uh, that's the, the, I don't remember how many episodes it is, but it's a mini a mini series uh, by Ava DuVernay uh, detailing these five young boys who are uh, just another just facing injustice. Uh, same thing with the 13th, which is a documentary series 
detailing what the 13th Amendment means and how it's actually affected black men in this country. Um, and then you and then the hate you gave. I saw Matt. You added that one on. You added that on that on on our list as well. That's another great film. Yeah, it it is a really good movie. I um I actually uh, wasn't expecting to get that type of impact when I was watching the film, and I think it, it now more than ever, everything that's happening right now, that I feel like this movie really echoes of what's going on, and I feel like this movie should be seen as well as you know, in in some ways, I know this is a comic book movie, but also Watchmen. Oh, I'm sorry, not movie, but a TV series. Uh, there's a clear distinction there, yeah. um, and, and how they how they, you know, approached a lot of uh, of racism in in the TV show Watchmen. I know, Ernesto, we were raving about the show and how well, how, how good it was. And I feel like in most aspects of it, you take away the sci-fi element of it and you take the comic book element out of it. There's also saying a lot of uh, very powerful things about how, you know, things are run today. And I feel like that's another one that should be, uh, should be viewed. And well, also... I mean- well, when you just just going off of Watchmen, the Watchmen, the series opened with the 1921 race massacre. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Esteban, did you watch the series Watchmen? I have not. I have it on my list, but I've been hearing great things about it. And that's kind of like the next thing that I have, have that I'm going to be working on oh, coming up incredible. soon. But I was going to. Yeah, I've been hearing. Um, but, you know, I was going to also add in there the hate you give, because I know that was a big one last year. And. You know, that that's that's a great one to do. But I mean, other than I, I think with Blackout Tuesday right now, I think one of the things that you should kind of put out there for everybody is just what I think everybody is kind of reiterating right now is that black lives matter. And yes, I am very much aware of that all lives. But right now, it's not everybody that that is being affected. It's right now. It's the black lives that are being affected. And that's what we're fo- focusing on, because we want to be able to get to that point where yes like all lives all lives do matter but let's take care of what's happening right now and um and then for those that are posting blackout tuesday as well you know just kind of you know i've been seeing this posting around today is just you know remember to hashtag um, blackout tuesday and not black lives matter because information that people are posting on social media with the hashtag of black lives matter is getting lost within all those black you know screens around everywhere so yeah. Uh, yes, that's that's um, good to point out as well. Um, is it, do you, is there any movies that you can think of at the top of your head that you know maybe can help relate to try to maybe send this mess along through the medium that we're we you know we fall in love with? Um, what's what's the one with um uh just recently was it Green Book? A Green or, Book is uh, a Green Book oh, is yeah. a good one though. Vigo Mortensen, uh, Marshall yes. Ali. That was a yeah. good yes. film. That was, that was a good, very good. That was a great one. Um, I think that's a great one to start off with as well, too. But I mean, I think, you know, it's funny because black cinema has so many stories in it and so many like history in, in all of its films as well, too. And it has a message in, in everything that they that they create. And I think all of it is important. It's, it's important to cinema. And I think it's just one of those times where it's a good time for all of us to go back and revisit it, revisit those movies and those shows, and then kind of watch it again with a different set of eyes, especially with everything that's going on. Now that we know what's happening, now that we know we're all, you know, behind, you know, our brothers and sisters, our black brothers and sisters, like, let's go back and like revisit it and be like, all right, I get it. I understand it. You know what? Or, or, or I don't understand it, but I understand what you are fighting for and what you're protesting. 
Yeah. I mean, also, even, man, Matt, the movie we talked about earlier this year, Just Mercy, the, the from the book from Brian Stevenson, the, that was an incredible, powerful film. Um, highly, highly recommend. Very, even though it was bait, it's, well, I don't remember when the movie was based. It was in the early 2000s, I believe it was. Uh, it could have been the it could have been the 90s, but then you know eventually went into because he he was in prison for a long time. Yeah, some of the de- some of the details yeah. escaped me, but nevertheless, I still felt like they were talking about a time from before. But it's still like a lot of those issues are still very prevalent today. Oh, that that's for sure. And you know, you mentioned Love Mercy, uh, Warner just Brothers, Mercy. who yeah, just Mer- uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Just, just mercy. Yes. Yeah. Did I? Did you I? Said, what did I? You, you said love mercy. Love, my bad. I'm sorry. Just mercy. But we love. But we love just mercy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. We love. <laughs> uh, yes, just mercy. Uh, the uh, the studio behind it, Warner Brothers. I think they're doing a really good thing. Uh, just movie. Just wow. <laughs> just mercy is like, like you just said. It's, it's, it was just recently released, and uh, they're making it available for you to rent right now. Uh, so people can be more aware, and the uh, the idea behind it is they want to encourage people to learn more about the injustices that happened in the past, and I think that's a great way. And I hope more studios who own, um, as small like you're saying, like Black Cinema, will do the same and kind of pass that message along, and you know, not have people struggle if they do want to go out and and, and learn, um, and, you know, stuff like that. And um, I, I I really think that. You know, this it, you're I'm just kind of echoing what you said, uh, Estevan is like this is this is something that has been happening for a while. And now this is just more prevalent today. And even, you know, like you said, Ernesto, with even with Just Mercy, like a lot that was happening back then, it's, it's still here today. I've, in some cases, it never left. Um, but we you know, we're here to, you know, just kind of bring it back to the forefront and really make it known that, you know, we should be doing something to help hopefully make this the last time that this is happening again. Also, I would like to add Fruit, Fruitvale Station, the story about Oscar Grant III, the 22-year-old Bay resident um, who was killed. He was killed almost the exact same way that, that George Lloyd was killed. A cop, you know, he was already restrained. He put him down and then he took the life out of him. You know, it's and in the whole that film details the last day of his life is by Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan, Octavia Spencer. Incredible film. If you haven't seen it, another one to definitely add to the list. Um, I also like to mention uh, Hidden Figures was also another good one that kind of showcases. I mean, especially right now, we just sent astronauts into space over this past weekend. Yeah. And uh, and right now, you know, this movie, the Hidden Figures, the people who help make, you know, astronauts get into space in the first place, you know, it's, it's, it's a great story to tell. Like they, you know, it's been part of history this whole time. And, you know, we just, you know, we need to do something about it as well. Another film, with, Octavia, another film with Octavia Spencer in it. <laughs> That's yeah. correct. Yes. Uh, and then also I haven't watched it yet, but it is on my list because one of the um, girls that work, I work with, but she said Queen and Slim was a really mm. good one to mm-hmm. kind of, have that a first date with black couples that get put that get pulled over for a minor traffic violation that escalate into a cop killing, um, you know, and escalate even more to see how everything just escalates for, you know, the black community as opposed to, you know, just a normal traffic stop for anybody else that mm-hmm. has a different skin color. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, I, I, I has I have not <laughs> seen that either, but I do know that a lot of people were that, saying I things about it. Yeah. 
I didn't get to see it. That one was on my radar. Uh, definitely, it's going to be have to yeah. check out fairly soon. Um. So so yeah, just 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 uh you know want to start the show off. I just kind of making aware that you know there are things that you know we could be doing to kind of help with the situation. And if you know, and, and also just to be educated. And I feel and I feel like all the movies we recommended today. Oh, I'm sorry, we missed one. I uh, Black Klansman from um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Spike Lee, correct? Spike Lee, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, David, uh, I think his name is David Washington. And... Uh, and He's going to uh, be in... Um, Tenet. Yep. Dave, John David Washington. John David Washington and uh, yep. Adam Driver. Another another great movie. It was also nominated for an Oscar. I think it won for Best Screenplay. And it, and it deserved all the awards. It was a really good movie that kind of showcased, you know... Uh, you know, basically the, the premise of the film is because the 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 da- John John David Washington was playing a well, he wasn't playing. He was part of the F- FBI or the cops or what was he? He, he was, was a local uh, cop. He uh, yeah. yeah, he think and that like he w- he was definitely getting he he was he was more knowledgeable about a certain like I think uh, I think he was trying to get to the to the to the KKK. Yeah. But he couldn't do it himself, so he had Adam Driver be the front, and John David Washington was on the phone, kind of dealing with all that stuff. So they're kind of working together to kind of get down. They were uh, talking to him, but they were using Adam Driver as a, like the face, as the face, yeah. right? Yeah. Because they knew and they it, couldn't. And they won for uh, best adapted screenplay. That's right. That's right. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I think all these movies um, are definitely good recommendations for for us, just you know, just to just to learn. And uh, and get up any anything any other movies you want to mention, Ernesto? I think I think we hit all the ones that we at least we've seen. Yep, that was it for me. If anybody has any else, you know, hit us on Instagram, add to the list. Let's spread the message around. The more the more cinema that we can expose people to. I mean, that's what we do. We love and listen to stories. Um, these stories help um, help see our perception of the world. I mean, that's why we love stories so much. Very true. Very true. Um, all right, so to Move along from that. Uh, we're going to talk briefly about new to streaming. Uh, as you, in June, like you said, Ernesto said it's June 2nd as we're recording today. And we have another line of new movies and TV shows that are coming out to our various streaming services. I'm just give you a quick update on what you can expect. I'm just giving you a brief update now. You can see all of that, all, all of what's coming to streaming on our Instagram page at box office binge, under, underscore binges. So we're going to start with Netflix. They have two original shows that are ending their, their run. Uh, so starting today, you can see the season finale of Fuller House. And then on June 5th, you can see the series finale of 13 Reasons Why, the very popular show. Or, Ernesto, did you continue watching that or, or no? Uh, we did. And I think that's like I think that's a show my wife is more interested in. I, I think okay. I was kind of like half in, half out on the last <laughs> season, but it's it's good nonetheless. Like, yeah, I felt like it peaked. I felt like it peaked in season two. And then like the hype of it just kind of fizzled out. But. The show's good, nonetheless. I just like I feel like they're it needs to end. Like the show needs to end. Yeah, I I got I got through the first two seasons and then I kind of stopped like episode three in the third season. I was like I I think I got the idea. I didn't yeah. really need to continue watching it. Uh, like the, the material I think it's because the material is just so heavy. Like it's yeah. Like, need like like I got it. I need like I don't need to keep watching it. I I understand right. the message. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, you know, it's funny because I felt like, like once I thought it was like a really, really good first season, 
And I was I was even shocked that they even continue on to make a second season. And I don't I'm not sure if that was the original plan. I think the popularity of the first season kind of navigated toward a second season in the first place and now a third and now they're ending with a fourth. So I I don't know uh, if it if it needed all that extra story. I think from like the first season beginning, middle and end, I thought that was very, very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Like I this season was okay because trying to remember back because it's been so long you know it's been almost a year since i've seen it this is see and that's one of those that i'm probably going to have to watch the recap just to remember (laughs) all the little small details that happen in the show but it's like i remember i think last season they they really focused on mental health and how the Mm. mental health was the root cause of the issues for what happened in season one and two right right i think if i remember i think that's how i remember um, it, it, it makes sense. I'd never finished it, so I, I and also oh, you did like, I never no. I said I dropped off like around episode three. I just I never, I never continued to. I like I like I think you may be right. Like the materials, like it's a little much, and also I don't I didn't know exactly where they were going and what they were trying to say compared to the first two seasons that had me interested in wanting to continue watching. It's not. I don't even think it's so much the source material. I just think it's like, like the story they're trying to shove it into. It's like all right. Like these characters, like they're no longer interesting. The obviously the material, the things that they're dealing with, are real. But the way you're portraying it is no longer entertaining for me to digest this information. That's that's a good way of putting it. That's a good that's thing. That's very good way of putting it. Uh, I did season, yeah, I did season one, and then I kind of dropped off after that as well. Okay. Too, so, <laughs> so, so I'm on the same boat with you on that. <laughs> um. So so anyway, so if you guys are keeping up with it. Uh, you can catch 13 Reasons Why, the final season on June 5th. And then uh, you can catch a new season of uh, Queer Eye, which is, I believe, season five, the reality show. And that's on that's also on June 5th as well. Uh, over to the Netflix original movies on June 12th. Just speaking of Spike Lee, he's coming out with a new movie called uh, uh, Da Five Bloods, which stars Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. And it follows four African-American vet, uh, vets who battle the forces of man and nature when they when they return to Vietnam, seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide. Oh, that sounds good. It, it does sound really good. And honestly, anything that Spike Lee makes, I'm, I'm already down for yeah, it. I'm, on bo- I'm, I'm always on board for a Spike Lee film. <laughs> yeah, I'm also surprised that he's you know coming out with a film on Netflix. I feel like, every, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I guess every time I see a new director who haven't put their, their hat in the Netflix pool... I'm like, oh, look at you. you! You hopped on the streaming services. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, look at you, man. <laughs> catching it's a new up. frontier, man. Like for real, it's a new frontier. We were, I was just reading an article about how you know is the the theater are the theaters going to make a comeback or are we going to be is this going to be our new normal where we stream it for twenty bucks and I let the whole family watch it for two days? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, since you mentioned it, did he take part on the on all the the video on demand twenty dollars services while we were all in lockdown? Uh, we did. We watched uh, The Hunt. Uh, okay. I really enjoyed that one. That was a really great one. Um, and that uh, we did The Invisible Man. I, I love The Invisible Man. I thought they did a great job Incredible. with that. Great they film. did. Yeah. Um, and then we did a few other ones as well, too. You know, um, you know, I went to the family's house one day. They wanted to see the new Birds of Prey. So we did Birds of Prey. 
Um, we just did Blumhouse's uh, Fantasy Island. That was a fun one as well, too. Yeah, it was fun. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, but it's, you know, and it's funny because, like, Blumhouse has, like, a specific kind of, like, feel and, like, texture to all their films. So, like, the moment yeah. you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, that, I know exactly what I'm like I know what I'm in for here. I'm here for it. It may not be great. But it's decent. Well, well. That that being said, if uh, if you would have seen it in the theater, would your perspective have changed of the film? If you had to like, you know, go out, maybe take the family over to see if this was a a, a fantasy island. It's not a fantasy a family movie. (laughs) Means, Um, but (laughs) but I mean, if you were to go in the theaters and say if you didn't like it, would you have felt, you know? upset about it or because you saw it at home you're more forgiving like what are your thoughts on that whole situation that you know that's such a good question and I think that's a really good way to put it because I think my review of it would have been worse coming out of the theater after paying $15 for the ticket paying you know $12 for the popcorn paying my firstborn child for a soda you know know, (laughs) just going down the road and just being like that was not worth it none of this was worth it as opposed to being video on demand being like hey want to buy it for 10 bucks yeah, sure. We'll watch it. Like, let's just do that. And it's like, oh, it wasn't great, but it was fun for, you know, an hour and a half. So I was like, okay. Right. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's a, I mean, it's, it's been, like I said, you know, it's been, it's going to become the new normal. I mean, I'm seeing drive-in theaters around here in Texas, just kind of starting to fill up a little bit more. People don't have to get out of their cars. They can bring their own drinks. They can bring their own food and snacks. Right. And, you know, hey, why, why not? I mean, you know, I don't want to have to take my I don't want to get dressed and go anywhere. You know, I can just watch it on the big screen at home. And and it's funny you say that because, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, like you didn't mind just spend the $10 to watch it. And it's almost like, and we, and we said this a lot on the show and how, you know, you can, well, actually just funny enough, we actually almost similar to what you just said. I had the same feeling for when we reviewed uh, Lovebirds that's on Netflix right now. We were, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be in theaters. And then the, uh, I think, I think the studio owned it was Paramount. They ended up selling it to Netflix because they knew, you know, just try to get, get make a profit out of it. And they, and my feelings toward it was like, I think I would have been a little bit more, I was more forgiving because I saw it at home because after, at the end of the day, I was like, Oh, that was all right. All right. Next. What else, what yeah. else we got? And it was almost like, I didn't really have to think about it too hard. Cause when you, when you, when you finish the movie in the theaters, you know, you still got to drive home. So you're, you're thinking about it a little bit more and, and maybe that's like the plus side on it. Cause especially if you see like a really good movie in the theater and then you get yeah. time to think about it a little bit mm-hmm. and like really try to understand what the movie was about. But then in some cases when you're at home, it's kind of like, all right, well I saw it and now I have the plethora of now other things I could be starting right now. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of almost like you forgot about it. So it's, it, it's a weird mix of how, how, you know, your perspective, perse- your, uh, perspective is or your perception is what if you see it just depending on how you you view it and kind of going like off that ex- that exact same thing as well too is that if you did enjoy it the the best thing about video on demand is like hey you got it for 48 hours so let's watch it two more times and i don't have to go back to the theater and pay another 12 bucks for that ticket like hey i'll watch it again i watched you know we watched uh, the hunt two or three times because we just really enjoyed it and i was just like wow. put it on again like let's watch it like why not <laughs> You're like I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's interesting to hear. And, and and also, I mean, it's good that you're able to, you know, I guess there, in some cases, and also, it, I guess you feel different because you don't mind spending, you know, twenty twenty five dollars on a brand new movie that would have released in theaters. I know a lot of people were having that feeling when, you know, uh, like 
uh, Trolls World Tour came out, and it was like, ooh, this is a brand new movie just sitting in my home right now, and like I don't yeah. have to really think about it. So you, you're right. Th- I mean, and Universal have been playing around with this idea now of like we could be moving forward uh, to a new way we we watch movies, and and you know, it's 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 interesting to say the least. I, Ernesto and I, we we both have a, a love for the theater, but also an understanding that we could be moving into a n- new a new uh, way of watching and. I mean, we're already doing it with Netflix and all the other streaming services, so not surprising yeah. that theaters would, or like new, newer release movies would actually take this format as well. Oh yeah, I, I mean, and I love the experience. I, I mean, the experience of actually seeing it in the theater is always such a, oh, you know, I love it and I always live for it. And then there, there's always going to be films that I do want to see in the theater, and I hope that we always still have that option to do so. But if you still give me the option to watch it at home, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it here. And then the worst, <laughs> what's the worst I'm going to say? Oh, I wish I would have saw that in theaters. That, that's very true. And you, you can still have the option to do it as well. Yeah, exactly. If, if they allow both. Um, but yeah, so really back to what we were talking about, <laughs> The Five Bloods. Uh, you can you can see that on June 12th. And then on June 26th, uh, the director of The Wedding Crashers are teaming up with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams to give you, now this is a long title, so bear with me, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Now, I didn't say random words and put them together. This is a real title. I will say it again. Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. That is a title of a movie that's coming to Netflix. Um, and it 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 follows. It, it's about when uh, aspiring musicians are given the opportunity to represent their country in the world's biggest song competition. They finally have a chance to prove that any dream is worth having. Any dream that's worth having is a dream worth fighting for. So it sounds like a very inspirational movie with. Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I saw the trailer for it. It looks funny. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It looks very interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably like, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. But, they they re- re- didn't they release and singing or something, right? Is that what they did recently? Yeah. They were singing a song for the preview or something like that. Yeah. And I, I was yeah. like, what is this? Is this? All right. <laughs> and you know what's funny about it? It's like you know what. I don't know what this is, but I'm intrigued. So you got my attention. Very much of that Rick and Morty where I'm like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's either going to be really good or really bad. <laughs> yeah, it, I feel like there's no there's, there's no really, middle ground here. It's not going to be in the middle ground. It's either no. going to be really good or really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the two. And I mean, are we ever really mad about it? <laughs> I mean, me and Ernesto know what bad movies are. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. But then you learn. See, but the good thing about bad movies is that you learn to appreciate really good movies. <laughs> like really good ones, like really bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the good one being a uh, coffee and cream, right, Ernesto? Jesus, that movie is literally the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, I, I encourage you, if you want to go waste an hour and a half of your time, go see this this thing they call the movie called Coffee and Cream. <laughs> Coffee and Cream? And I, you know what? Ed Helms is in it. So you're going to go and you know what? 
I have high expectations. And you're going to be like, no. Like, what is this? I don't know. Uh, Tahaji P. Hansen's also in it. Yes, I know. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's so upsetting. You know, I don't know if Ernesto's ever told you, but like we used to do um, like our epic movie nights every Sunday night. We used to go to Ernesto. <laughs> we used to go to Ernesto's house. We let me let me paint the scene for you real quick. Go, go ahead. Go. I, I'm all ears. <laughs> get get into Ernesto's house, figuring out what we're gonna order. It's usually Chinese food, and then the two of us, like the most ridiculous people ever, drinking Bud Light Platinum <laughs> out of wine glasses. Like we're, the <laughs> like we're classy, and we're just like sipping Bud Light Platinum from wine glasses, watching three films every Sunday. The first one, Never Fails, was amazing. Never Fails. The second one, not so bad. The third one was always dumpster trash. Like, it was just the most awful shit. And we would always get to the third one and look at each other, or Ernesto would be passed out sleeping already. So then I'd be like, and we're done. <laughs> Check. And we're done. Okay, we're good. So yeah, so I we've had our fair share of horrible movies, you know, watching great films, and we're like, oh, this is going to be an amazing film. And we should have known it was the third one of the night, and it was absolute trash. <laughs> uh, it, it, that, what what kind of luck is that? Well, maybe not luck, but like you never did. You was there ever one night where you just had like three really good ones, and you didn't never fell asleep at all? Oh. No, no, <laughs> never, you never failed. You know, well, you know, it's funny now that like like think. Thinking about it and out loud saying it, I think there was a point where it was like the first one was always something that we really we were really excited about. We really wanted to see it. So our expectations were already kind of high up there. Right. And we're like, that was great. And then the second one was kind of a hit or miss. And we were like, yeah, that was pretty good. Not bad. And then I think after a while, it was kind of just like, let's find a bad movie. Like, let's just <laughs> search through Netflix. Like, what's this? Zombieverse? Yeah, that seems all right. Let's try that. Look at the draw. <laughs> that one. That's, that's the one. That's the one. And then and then it would just be absolute shit. And we would be like, okay, yeah, no, this is right. <laughs> like, uh, all right, we're good. We're this good. sounds... Do you ever, you ever one night be like, you know what? Maybe just watch two movies tonight. Maybe like get to the third one because we knew it was gonna be no. bad. No, it's always, it's always three. It's always, it's always three. three. Don't, don't, don't ruin tradition. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Exactly. No, no. I mean, if, if you're expecting to go in and see a bad movie, I guess it's not broken. Then <laughs> that's half the fun is seeing the yeah. bad movie. If, it's either so bad that you can enjoy how bad it is, or it's so bad that you're just like, all right. This is good to fall asleep to. <laughs> this is the one we're just gonna close our eyes and you know and just be like, eh, what's happening? I don't, I honestly don't know, sir, anymore. We're out of beer. The wine glass broke. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't want to eat anymore. I think I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to bed. I'm gonna spend the night at your house. Just I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> oh man just every time though but yeah though yeah so i i I very much encourage everybody start your own you know epic movie night whether it be on a sunday but make sure you pour your beer or whatever you're drinking in a fancy wine glass and just enjoy yourself with a decent with a really good movie a decent movie and a piece of shit movie (laughs) in that order you can't forget the order yeah exactly yeah it has to be in that order yeah (laughs) 
All right. Well, that being said, moving on to Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on June 12th, uh, the executive producers of Robot Chicken. So maybe that can be fall in the bad category. I'm just saying I'm not a big fan of that. But anyway, that's that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> um, uh, the executive producer of Robot Chicken brings you a show called Crossing Swords. It stars Nicholas Holt. And on June 19th, you can also see a new series called Love, Victor. Um, it's a spinoff from the popular movie Love, Simon. So if you're familiar oh. with the movie, they made a spinoff show. It was originally, funny enough, originally supposed to be on Disney+. Plus, But they figured that, for some reason, they didn't figure that that was going to be a suitable show for that streaming service because of the content. And so they decided to put on Hulu instead. I disagree, but that's what the the decision that uh, Disney made on that. So you can see that on Hulu now. Uh, speaking of moving over to Disney Plus, you can expect to see the behind the scenes look at the making of Frozen Two on June 26th, as well as the world premiere of Artemis Fowl, what was supposed to be released in theaters last month, is now de- uh, debuting on the streaming service on June 12th. Did you have any? Did anybody have any interest in seeing this movie? I did. I think I, I wanted to see it. I think Josh Gad is in that, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. 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 That that was one of those ones that falls into. That would probably would have been a number two movie for me for, on a <laughs> on a movie night. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's on my that's on my uh, on my list as well too. To kind of when it comes up because I've been seeing a little bit more ads for it now, so it's kind of like in my face. Where like, all right, I got it, I got it, I'll go, I'll go check it out. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go to Disney Plus. I'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, it, it seems like it's it. it seems like it's better suited on Disney Plus than it would have been going into the theaters. Well, I was I actually just about to ask you that. Like, do you are you more are you more excited to see this film than you were before? I should say. Uh, because you're able to see it on Disney Plus, like right on your on your TV streaming service, or would you have shared the same excitement if you were like, "Hey, this is the movie we could see in theaters." Like, where did, it, 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 I know that depends on the movie, but this one in particular, do you feel like your excitement increased or decreased, or right in the middle? Uh, I would say my excitement increased just for the mere fact yeah. that. Now I'm probably going to like I'm more apt to go see it now because if it was in the theaters and I had to decide between all the other shit that was coming out and I wanted to see, I probably would not have picked that and probably would have waited until it eventually dropped on some streaming service, more likely Disney Plus. Yeah, Yeah, same. I mean, that kind of that just with everything with Disney Plus is kind of like, all right, you increased my interest, but to just the middle portion and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because say, say i mean same with ernesto like if i if you would have been like hey let's go to the movies what do you want to watch artemis foul it's like uh no <laughs> you want to watch artemis foul or tenant i think i'm gonna go watch tenant <laughs> well that was a um all right so you can catch that on june 12th and then lastly on amazon prime you can catch uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt as an airplane pilot whose aircraft is hijacked by terrorists in a movie called 7500, 7500. Uh, the original, the Amazon original film is told from the perspective of the pop, the, of the cockpit and is available to stream on June 19th. This for me feels like uh, buried with Ryan Reynolds. You ever see that movie? I didn't really. Oh man. That's a, uh, it, 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 the way that I understand this movie, at least I, from reading, 
that yeah. uh, reading the bio from this movie, it feels like that it's a very small film filmed in one location. You have one actor to do all the acting and you might be here voices uh, from other people. So like maybe the people who are hijacking the plane, you might only hear them and not see them. And it's all solely on one actor to sell this movie. Um, and also if you haven't seen buried by Ryan Reynolds, you should, cause that's an amazing movie. I just sworn you've seen that one, sir. But yeah, no, that one's a really good one too. Yeah. So I'll have to check, I'll have to check that out. That's one of those you told me to watch it. I never watched it. Because <laughs> you, you never listen to me. I don't ever listen. <laughs> well, well, here, okay, how about this, Ernesto? I'll give you I'll give you the premise of the movie, and you tell me if your opinion changed, if you want to go watch it right away. It's it's Ryan Reynolds, and he that's is buried. It's, that's it. It's Ryan Reynolds. That's it. Go watch it. Uh, he's buried alive, and he all he has is a cell phone to try to communicate. And the rest of the movie is him trying to get out and also, like, make people aware of where he is. And so you have that suspense of, like, his phone's going to die and who he's going to call next and who's really going to help him. And he has no idea where he is or why he was even there in the first place. And so he's using all the little resources you have. And, and a movie like that really shows of how much you can do in a very small space. Yeah, man. I'd, I'll sure. watch it. Yeah. I'll give it a watch. Hey, where um, can where can can you watch it anywhere? Do you know? Uh, now you're asking the tough questions, Ernesto. Jesus. <laughs> uh, now, uh, now, 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 I gotta go look this up. You know, got, we got uh, here's our shameless plug of one of our favorite apps to use. Just just watch, uh, where it tells you where you can stream things, and uh, maybe if we're lucky, we'll find out if Buried is available on a streaming service. So since we're talking about it. You it can. is not. It's on Prime Video for $3.99, Vudu, Google Play, iTunes, and YouTube. Well, I guess you're not watching it anytime soon, Ernesto. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but also, though, I do own it, so I could just lend it to you. There you go. That's, the, it's like it's like mailing your Netflix all over again. <laughs> I know. It's like, what? what is this ancient disc thing you're <laughs> handing me? What is this? <laughs> This is cute. <laughs> with this. It's a frisbee. It's a frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll do you one better. It's more like Blockbuster. Have you heard of Blockbuster before? <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> what is, what is that ancient name you speak of? Ancient words I haven't heard in so long. <laughs> there used to be a time where you walk outside of your house and walk into a store and they had like a lot of movies, old and new. And they used to come in a square rotate, uh, a square shape, but then eventually they they were a circle, and uh, it yeah it's it's it was a great invention that they had back in the day. Now it's that, explana- know what that, is. that explanation is the best explanation to tell any <laughs> any child from now on. <laughs> you used to leave your house. You used to, well, I guess yeah. rectangles. I should say not maybe yeah. not square. Rectangles. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Anyway, that's your new to streaming. Like I said earlier, you can go to our Instagram page at box office underscore bingers to see the full lineup of what you can expect on your various streaming services. So now we're going to move over to what you're watching. And Esteval, since you are our guest for today, I'll ask you the question, what have you been watching? Oh, well, you know, thanks to my sister, I finally jumped on a bandwagon that I have been kind of not doing, but I am in the middle of Lucifer right now. So I'm really... 
enjoying Lucifer. I have been, I, 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 and they've always, like, my sister's told me, she's like, you'll love it, you'll love it, you'll love it. I'm like, nah, I have a lot <laughs> watching. I'm watching a lot right now. Like, I'll get to it when I get to it. But, you know, we've been in quarantine, so she came down for, to, for a visit. So she goes, watch one episode with me. And I was like, fine, fine, fine. We watched the first episode and I got hooked. So here I am like in season three now. And I'm just like, oh, I want to watch more. Um, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, because it's been on my watch list for a while. Like you said, it's been one of those shows that like, oh, it's available on Netflix. I'm going to put this right in the watch list. And then every time you like, like, oh, I just finished a show. What else I can watch? Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, there's Lucifer. Uh-huh. Moving yeah. on, moving on. And, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, it, it's, it's not, not the right yet. time. It's I don't, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Uh, but to, and... to, for people who don't know, uh, or maybe try to convince me to make that thing the, my, my next watch, what, what, what's the show about? So the devil is on earth. He is now living in LA because why not? Where else will the devil live? And he's um, he is he quickly finds himself in the middle of a murder. So he's helping um, a, a detective um, solve cases. And each episode, they're solving different cases. But he's also trying to figure out um, himself. And then also he, you know, the, the thing that we all have to deal with family. So, but his family's a little bit more, you know, important than us, I guess, in the sense saying that your dad's God and your brother's an angel and you know everybody else. So. Everybody's trying to get him back to hell because souls are kind of going off, uh, you know, the rails and kind of just doing whatever they want now. And there's no order in hell. But Lucifer is having way too much fun on Earth. So it's good. You know, it, it's like a mixture between because it's on Fox. Well, it's on Netflix now, but it was on Fox and it had that CW kind of feel in the first season. Mm-hmm. But with but with a little bit more edge to it. So it was like, OK, like, I can get behind this. Like, all right. And like mid mid first season i was like all right i'm hooked like you got me let's just I'll, I'll just keep it going and i mean it's fun it's a it's a fun you know 30 40 minute show just to kind of get your mind out of it but get you kind of hooked a little bit but yeah i i, I mean i suggest i suggest uh a right so far uh but other than that i just finished hollywood as well too i don't know if y'all did hollywood oh. but that was a good yeah Matt yeah, I, yeah, I, I watched Hollywood fairly quickly, actually. I thought it was a really good uh, limited series. I'd like to hear your take on it. So, you know, one of the things that I was I loved it. I thought it was it was such a great representation of, like, you know, the movie industry back, you know, um, back in the day, kind of getting that whole um, takeoff. And it was funny enough that right before I started or right before it premiered, we had just watched a documentary about the real like dreamland of you know the mm. um of the gas station where they would go and they would have you know a whole bunch of uh um trailers in the back of the of the gas station so whenever people wanted to come up they didn't have to actually go to a hotel they could just go behind the gas station and do the dirty if they wanted and <laughs> whatever else they whatever else they felt and you know and i thought it was just it was such a you, I mean, it's Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy just knows what he's doing. I'm, and anything that he does, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna check it out. Even, like, everything's kind of a hit or miss with Ryan Murphy sometimes. But when he gets it right, he gets it right. Right. And and I think Hollywood was, was a home run on that end. The one thing that I did kind of at the end that I was kind of – well, not to give it away to anybody, but, like, it, the, there was a couple things where I was like, does this kind of take away from the fact that people who actually did win – you know, Academy Awards or people that actually did break records because I mean, at from from the from the ending of some things, it was like, oh, 
like that's not exactly historically accurate you know those people aren't exactly who won that you know best picture or the best actress from that year so how you know does that take away from from the actual person that won it that year but other than that i mean i thought it was just it was great what a great cast what great you know storytelling and i had i had a lot of fun with that one yeah we uh we talked about this a little bit last week and of of hollywood and uh kind of just reiterate what I said last week. The only problem I had with the show was how it ended. I felt like yeah. it was too of a fairy tale ending. Yes. I, and uh, and that was my only problem with it. I like you were just saying cast is great. The the material was great. The way that they shot the scenes were great. The story was great. It just like when it came down to the very end, and I was like I I feel like it wouldn't like in Hollywood it wouldn't work out that nicely. Yeah, and, and, and I have to agree with you on that as well, too, because it was like, oh, because I did find myself being like, yeah, you won, like, yeah, yeah, and then I'm like, oh, well, then if y'all do another season, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> right. where do you go well, from here? Well, it, it, it is a limited series, so I don't, yeah. I'm don't. Oh, i not okay. sure – I'm not sure if they I guess, again, as any limited series is, they start off with just saying, oh, we're only we're one and done. Then all of a sudden it got very popular and they were like, oh, wait a minute. We lied. We're going to give you another one. (laughs) Here you go. Here's another one for you. Um, And then, you know, I other than that, I mean, I'm kind of waiting for some shows to come um, come back and uh, like Doom Patrol's coming out in a couple of weeks as well, too. And that's going to be on the new HBO Max. I'm excited about HBO Max. Um, and then, so I'm waiting for that, but in the meantime, I think I'm going to go ahead and take y'all's advice and start up Watchmen this week and then just kind of yes. see. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, a very good choice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to get on that one. Um, uh, I mean, honestly, like I work more from home than I actually do in my office right now. So, so like majority of my day is actually like working and doing stuff. So I have stuff in the background, just normal stuff is playing in the background. So that I've already seen a hundred times, whether it be Batman Returns or it be um, <laughs> or it be something from Disney Plus or um, just anything that I have streaming on Hulu. I have been revisiting actually because my roommate um, had not seen True Blood, so we've been revisiting True Blood mm. and suck it, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's funny because. She, she um she said the exact same thing that she goes i go hey did you watch some more trouble she goes yeah she goes um she goes anna paquin's character came in and goes i wish bill was here because he would say okay <laughs> and I, and I, was, I was laughing i was like yeah and uh we've also been revisiting ne- uh, nip tuck uh oh. and we're currently on season three again the best season in my opinion from <laughs> nip tuck and uh so we've been doing that as well but yeah, so I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get everything to be a little bit more um, with a lot of the new stuff that's going on, as opposed to like my normal, like, oh, let me put Shit's Creek on, or oh, let me put on, you know, The Office or whatnot. But the new, what's the new one that Seacrow's doing? Space Force. That one looks like it's yeah. going to be hilarious. So I want to check that one out. Um, this is funny. I, you mentioned like you know new and old, and we were. It's a topic we've also discussed on this show before. So do you see yourself trying to? catch the newer things or do you try to get more comfort in watching the older stuff like what what type of viewer would you say you are i'm more of a older viewer like i enjoy i think it's because i know i know the outcome of everything but i still enjoy the, the entire 
you know, the I enjoy the story. I enjoy everything about the film. So yeah, I mean, I can want. I mean, I could recite the entire Batman Returns screen to you <laughs> probably right now. <laughs> go on, go on. But it's, yeah. We're waiting. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me turn on the soundtrack real quick and. Uh, or, um, but um, but 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 it's funny because like it's it's whether it be that or whether it be like Schick's Creek, I just find some I just find a, a comfort in something that I already know what's going on that I also know is actually funny or I know is actually entertaining. So I may not be watching it, but it's that it's that second nature for me to be like knowing what's going on and I, I'm okay with it. And then when I finally have that those moments to myself where I'm able to kind of like give focus to something, I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and try something new and see if we're gonna go ahead and enjoy it. Right. And that's kind of how the Mandalorian happened for me as well, too. I was oh. like, all right, this, Disney Plus is new. I'm not like a huge, huge Star Wars fan, but I'm a Star Wars fan. So so yeah. I was like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And then episode one happened, and I was like, oh, my God, like, let's do this. They're like, come on, yeah. brothers. You know, your sister in law's about to have her baby. I was like, tell her to wait. I'm going to see episode three. <laughs> so, Keep that baby in there. <laughs> Keep that baby in there. Five more minutes. Just five more minutes. <laughs> I just want to watch it. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, that's how, you know, I always, I take, you know, people's, um, you know, their recommendations. Like, it, it, sometimes it may take a while. You know, hence yeah. my sister, you know, telling me to watch Lucifer. I was like, how many seasons are there? She's like, there's like five. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, my, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> and, oh, and you know what? I was going to say, I don't know if, it, so I don't know if this is weird or not, but like I, so like I, to help me kind of like ease and meditate and everything as well too, I kind of use ASMR, um, like on YouTube and everything else. It's just like, you know, soft talking, tapping and all this random stuff and just kind of help you zen out. Well, Disney plus release Zenimation, um, I think a couple of weeks ago and it's literally just, you know, a few episodes of maybe 10 to 15 minutes of just, you know, pure Zen animation. Like one episode's called Water and it's just like different versions of animated water from all of their movies with like music in the background just relax you there's one called um cityscape so it's just like the different animations of like you know castles and cities from like zootopia and wherever else it may be so i mean that's really relaxing so if anybody's looking for something to kind of like de-stress a little bit zenimation on disney plus is really good you're actually the second person to recommend that yeah. the guest really? we had on last week gia she also recommended zenimation nice. and um uh yeah I, I the way that i see is like oh wow disney found uh, a cheap way to make a Disney Plus original show of yeah. just taking out the music and the dialogue, and here you go. Yeah, that, you this go. is what yeah. this is what you got. Uh, but <laughs> I, but I've also been hearing great things about it. So it's now that you're the second person that might have to be given a look. But I feel like that's something like I when I walk it, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna binge that. I'm gonna binge all of this. And like yeah. that's that's something I feel like you just go ahead and just binge real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also don't. I feel like it's also something that's not, not like, hey, in the middle of the day, like, I'm pumped up. What do you want to go watch when we get home? Zenimation. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, like, calm down. <laughs> like, are you, are you trying to relax a little bit? Lay in bed, turn on Zenimation if you can't sleep. See if it, like, kind of helps soothe you, uh, you know, relax you a little bit or whatnot. Or, you know, Ernesto, I know, you're a bit, I know you're big on yoga as well, too. If you need something in the background, um, just put Zenimation on. That's super, it's super easy if you're not following yoga. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's been good. So, I mean, yeah, like my, my, my watch list right now is just kind of, um, a little bit of here and there. And, you know, like I said, I just watched, 
uh, uh, Fantasy Island. It was great for 10 bucks <laughs> and to have for uh, 48 hours. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was great for 10 bucks to have for 48 hours. So you and your family or a couple of friends or whoever you're going to have, everybody go ahead and watch it together so it feels like you got your money's worth. But yeah, it's, it's Blumhouse. So, I mean, what can yeah. I say? <laughs> Yeah. Um, one of the one of the best things my sister-in-law had said. Oh, I was like, well, who's in it? And she's like, who's that girl? The one that's like in everything that never seems to work. And I was like, oh, Lucy Hale. <laughs> I was like, I got it. I got it. I got. It. I know exactly. And I was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Because <laughs> every season I see a new show that has Lucy Hale at it, and I'm just like, oh, look, how many shows does she have? And it's like, she only has one right now. I was like, oh, what happened to the other ones? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah. Guess it didn't work out again. Yeah, so there you go. This one worked out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, just pretty much normal stuff that I've been watching. And then um, I, I, I'm interested in watching Scoob just because I'm, you know, just the nostalgia of Scooby Doo, and I, and uh, you know, the live actions were great. I thought as well too. I'm a little bummed that you know. They didn't have Matthew Lillard come back for Shaggy. Like, that's upsetting because, I mean, that man is Shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> he is. But, but, I mean, I've heard some pretty decent things about it, so I want to check that one out, too. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it. I, I'm on the fence about the $20 rental thing. It's, and the only yeah. reason for that, and I blame oh, Ernesto for this. Uh, <laughs> 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 You're just like, why are you blaming me for Scooby-Doo? I do nothing to Scooby-Doo. <laughs> It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just solely because of AMC A-List and, yeah. and, and having that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I spent $20 to see 12 movies a month. And, and like, I can't justify to see to spend $20 on one movie in my house. Yeah. yeah. So, like, honestly, yeah. if I if I if the theaters were open and I still had my A-List subscription, I probably would have seen it by now. I'm like, yeah. I'll go see Scoob. It's one of the three movies I can see that week. It's fine. It's it's kind of yeah. kind of going back to that comfort. It's like I don't mind going to the movies. I, I'm one of the people that don't mind actually going to the theater and watching all of it, especially because I think it's a very affordable deal, and all I have to do is drive there. And I don't mind. I don't mind doing that. So I'm on the fence. Like I want to see these movies, but I don't want to. I, I guess I'm just being cheap because I don't want to. I, I don't want to give. <laughs> I don't want to give you As twenty. You <laughs> right. Like I'll do. Uh, maybe maybe five. Maybe we'll do five. <laughs> that, not even ten. <laughs> I was I was totally gonna be like, how about you just like Venmo or Nestle ten bucks and tell them to buy it for the kids and you go watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never, mind. never mind. You need to find somebody else to cheer. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> <Yeah>, Matt. <laughs> At this point, you just wait a couple of months till it's like on a DVD deal that you can just get it for like two or three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Probably what I'll do as well. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but, um, <clears throat> all, right. all right. What you got, Matt? What you right. got, Matt? For what you're watching? Uh, so I finished, and I told you I was going to do it, Ernesto, and I did it. I was a man of my word. Um, I said <laughs> <laughs> I, I finished season two of Dead to Me. And I still hate think? Judy. I don't like her. I just don't like Judy at all. <laughs> Have you seen Dead to Me, Steph? I have not. My uh, sister-in-law has been telling me to watch it. The other day, I was she was gone for like two hours, and I have a baby. I'm like, where are you? She's like, I was finishing Dead to Me. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's great. It's really good. See you, Richie. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so here, here's my I, – I, I enjoy the show. Um, and I feel like that we're kind of – kind of have – the beginning of season one, they kind of like – they set – the first episode set the whole season in motion. And then the season finale of one set how season two is going to pan out. And that's kind of what we're lingering. That is like the over arc of what this season is. And then, and kind of with the show, you have, you have the mystery element of what exactly is going on. And then you have the comedy element between our, our two leads. And then you have the drama where, you know, when things are getting too hard or they want to talk about family or friendship or, or grief, you know, you have that moment. And I feel like it's an interesting mix there. And I, and in some cases, like, I feel like I was more intrigued with the first season's, like, main plot line, because at this point, it's like, this Judy character is doing some crazy things. I'm not sure why <laughs> she's even doing half the stuff she's doing. And then on season two, it's kind of like the tables have turned a little bit, because now the focus is on, uh, oh, man, I already forgot her name. Christina Ricci's uh, character. Yes, Christina Ricci's character. And like now she's dealing something similar that Judy was dealing with, but we're not trying to hide it or anything like that. And so so that was interesting. And then you have James Marsden character who I, I kind of see where Gia was coming from last week because she said that he was retconned into season two. Uh, because But also the show does a really good job of making that surprise factor where like you didn't see this coming. And I guess they did a really good job of that. And also about episode six, they kind of dropped a bomb on there. I was like, oh, shit. I did not see that coming. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, are overall. You, are you talking about the relationship thing? Yes, I am. Yeah. That's that's the one That's the one I mentioned when I saw it last week. Yeah. It's like I, I – it's almost like you didn't see it coming until like two seconds before it. I was like, oh, sh-. yeah, that one, it got me. I was like, oh, shit, I actually didn't expect <laughs> that at all. Right, I agreed. And so, like, that was, like, fun. And so, like, they, they do offer some small surprises, but, like, it, it's a it's just a good show to binge. It's nothing to really dwell on. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I, I enjoyed and, that. And also to correct myself, it's not Christina Ritchie. It's Christina Applegate. Applegate, that's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend it. I think I think it was a good uh, a good binge. Um, especially, I feel like what helped it was 30 minutes long. I felt like if they were an hour each, I might have dragged a little bit. Mm, yeah. Um, but now that's now what, that's kind of a selling point for me now too, because I was like, I was like, all right, let me get in the mindset of doing like a 45 minute to an hour long show. But if it's only 30 minutes, I mean, I can do. It. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, all right. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's always it. like, hey, you should watch this show. He's like, oh, you know, I'll get to it. It's only thirty minutes. Like, oh, all right, I'll start it tomorrow. But it does <laughs> that does kind of change people's perception. They're like, oh man, I don't have to put that much attention for that much time. So right. no, I can do it like piece by piece throughout a week or so. Yeah. Right. That's, that's my that's my sell every time some I tell somebody I go have you seen seen Shit's Creek and they're like no I was like it's 21 minutes of your life it's pretty funny like just go watch and they're like oh it's only 20 minutes I was like yeah it's only 20 minute episodes just go do it it's cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh all right <laughs> you should have that like idea when you pitch any show it's like hey you should watch uh well I blanked on all shows that are an hour long. Uh, you, you, hey, you should watch Watchmen. It's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get to. It. It's like, well, they're only there's there there are three 
20 minute episodes within the hour. I'm like, oh, okay, then yeah, I'll, I'll go watch that. Within its hour's run, there's three 20 minutes in there. Three of them. Like, <laughs> that's not, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah all right. <laughs> yeah, I'll go watch it. <laughs> Uh, so I watched that. So that was good. And then um, I also saw a movie that was released during the Christmas time. It's called Spies in Disguise. It's oh, uh, I've seen the. Oh, you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, my kids love it. <laughs> yeah, Will Smith and Tom Holland. Will Smith is like this all oh, okay. all good spy, and Tom mm-hmm. Holland's like this uh, this snappy little scientist who makes uh, inventions that doesn't try to harm people. And so, like, people thought it was weird, and um, but I and like, well, he people think that he's weird, and uh, and so then like he comes up with a, a device that because he for, he has this strange fascination for pigeons, and so <laughs> he decided to make this device that would take the secret agents and disguise them into pigeons. And so when Will Smith was on the run, he came to this to the one of the scientist dudes, he's like, hey, you gotta hide me, and then he's like. Well, you can use this, and like I'm not sure it's gonna work, and then all of a sudden he's a pigeon, and Will Smith's not about that, and then now, and then we just go on adventures from there. But either way, I actually really enjoyed the movie. This is, uh, it's it's the last animated movie under the 20th Century Fox banner, and so like when when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's 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 you know the sign of the times. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought the beginning was very wholesome. Um. You know, you have like uh, they they kind of started with um, Tom Holland as a young boy and his mom is is like a cop and she's trying to help people. And she like he and he sees inspiration in his mother. And then I believe like year years later, like and they kind of fast forward. I think she I think she passed away at some point. Correct, Ernesto? I don't remember. It's one of those the kids had on the background. I saw that they they have literally I've just seen that they have watched that movie at least three or four times because I've seen different it's one of those that I've seen bits and pieces about. So oh, okay. I don't know I don't know a lot about it. I just know that they love it. So they they've got okay. my kid's stamp of approval. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so so like I, I think that's how the movie started. And so like I had a very wholesome beginning with like a pretty uh, good message of just like, you know, you're going to be, you know, basically he's like a young kid who wants to make these crazy, uh, who's really smart and makes crazy inventions, but he doesn't want to hurt people. So the things that he does kind of, he, it gets the job done, but also not like it protects everyone involved. And I think that's a really good message to get behind as well. Um, and then also I think it was just downright funny. The humor is that it was great to so Will Smith and Tom Holland were actually really good together. And uh, it also had like James Bond vibe a little bit. The opening credits where it had like that like that wild song, and then like these like crazy graphics going in and out. So I'm like, I honestly I thought it was like a really, I th- I thought it was one of the better animated movies that I've seen in a minute. Um, and I wouldn't have been like now looking back that this movie came out like right during the Oscar season, I would have more than happy to see this movie get nominated over like abominable, which I didn't really care less. like could care less about, but you know, ultimately there was no fucking toy story Four one. That one. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, Matt. That was you how you can't, can't, you can't. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, you cannot compete with Buzz Lightyear. How dare you? <laughs> no, no, seriously. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I definitely recommend. I'm not sure if this is streaming anywhere. 
Um, I actually, you know, I still use the library and they have movies there and I, I get the little circle discs and I put it in my, my PlayStation. And so, so yeah. <laughs> say it again. No, I was saying it plays the movie. It plays the movie. It's incredible. It's crazy. It's like magic. <laughs> it's magic. Uh, so yeah, so I saw that and then I saw a documentary called The Serengeti Rules, um, which is, it was really interesting. It's basically, there was these scientists throughout time who basically discovered something that didn't know that was that they all discovered something separate that didn't know that together they were discovering something bigger than that. And so they kind of like take you through like the 1950s and then the 60s and then even modern day. And basically it's about keystones of of the world and how like that affects the environment. And so a good example was that there was like this this bass fish that was in this pond and it was like having like this uh, healthy ecosystem. But then uh, I guess there was like a realization of like what part you play in, in this ecosystem. And so when you, they, they decided to divide the, the pond and put the bass on one side and then put all the other, eco, all the other fish and stuff on the other side. And they realized is that the, the side with the bass, the bass, <clears throat> excuse me, were, were making it a lot more of a uh, it was making more of a like like the bass were scaring the other fish so they wouldn't eat all the algae and then for that the algae to grow were able to make other things kind of like the circle of life when you took away the bass then and you just saw like these little fish they ate all the algae and it was just barren that the whole other side was just barren because the little fish were scared the bass weren't as eager to like eat all the algae and they were kind of like spreading around. So I thought it was really interesting. And that was just one example. And they used it with like in, in the, in the, in the desert, they realized that like, um, uh, well, I think it was, it could be Buffalo, but I could be wrong on that. And like, they, I think I am wrong. And, uh, some, some sort of animal that was in, in the desert that, that played a key role into making it like a healthy ecosystem. And so they kind of played around with that. It was called the, what was that called again? The Serengeti Rules. It was actually a really short documentary. It's and almost like an, it felt like an episode of something of a bigger documentary. It's almost like this could have been easily fit into a docu series uh, because it was only fifty one minutes long. It wasn't a long documentary at all. But basically, okay. it got the point across of like each each uh, animal or each creature has a role to play in this environment. And then like, and basically what they were trying to show, like if we are able to put these certain keystones in these certain environments that don't have it, then they can kind of spread out and have a more healthy ecosystem around the world. And so I thought, I thought that was really good. Um, And then I I think that's it. Have you ever, did y'all, I I should have mentioned this one too. Then Um, I had just finished. Did you ever watch hostile planet? No. No. Okay, it was on National Geographic, and I'm so glad it's on. It's on Disney Plus. So if you have Disney Plus, it's in the National Geographic section. It's called Hostile Planet. There's only six, I think, six or seven episodes. They're only about 40, 47 minutes long, and each one is a different theme. Like episode one's the mountains, episode two's the ocean, episode three is like grasslands, and it just follows, you know, a snow leopard trying to eat before, you know, it before it dies because it's starving right now or and it shows the oceans it shows you know sea turtles mating and just it shows this entire it's it's beautifully filmed like the 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 footage that they got of these animals is just incredible bear, um, bear grills 
um, narrates it. It is phenomenal. If you don't, if you don't watch it for anything, just watch it for the for the video footage that they got. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. Hostile Planet. It's on Disney Plus. Okay. Okay. Um, I do have one more. I forgot to mention. Uh, I did uh, as one you were mentioning earlier. I did see Space Force. I started Space Force oh, okay. uh, with with Steve Carell, and uh, so far it's it's okay. Yeah, uh, I'm. I I don't I don't catch myself. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I don't catch myself laughing a lot in the first two episodes. It's if anything, right now it's intriguing, and for some reason, uh, Steve Carell has like this very, he has like this weird accent of like an army, like a, a general of sorts, and that's what he is. He's he he is playing that role, but the accents like really throw me off. And so I'm like, I don't know why you're doing that, because you can just use your regular voice and be just fine. Uh, but there's a word for accents that's throwing me off. Um, and then, like, just the things around it is like, I feel like it's just, it's not landing. Like, the jokes for me are just not landing. And so it's kind of disappointing to see because uh, Greg Daniels, who who uh, he created The Office and Parks and Rec, and also we were just talking about him last week. He's also created Upload that's on Amazon, and so he had a busy month because he just put out Space Force Now. And so, like, when you have Greg Daniels and Steve Carell put them together, they've already made The Office, so you, you figure that this would be a, a match made in heaven. But right now, it hasn't hit in the stride. Now, when I look back at The Office, it didn't, its first go-around, first season didn't really hit the mark either, so... <laughs> Maybe it's something that it's it needs to develop in time if they get more seasons, um, which I don't see that it's it wouldn't get more seasons because of the the people that are behind it. Um, so I feel like like I'm only two episodes in, so I just need, I just feel like it needs to get its footing. But right now, this even the second episode, like I had like a nice little ending, but like uh, Ernesto, the the in between episodes. So when like you know how an upload where they kind of gave you like a little tease to watch the next episodes, almost like a cliffhanger of sorts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has the exact same vibe of how like between the, like between like, uh, Hey, watch this next episode because like this weird thing that happened, you're like, Oh shit. Okay. And then all of a sudden like tune in next week or just like, just watch the next episode. And so like it has that vibe. And I also feel like it has like a lot of similarities of what upload is, is, and you have very subtle humor from that as well by also tackling like this, you know, this concept of if there was a space force, how will we handle things? Yeah. And so it, it's 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 interesting. I'm intrigued. I just don't think it's very funny. And that's what's throwing me off. Yeah. Uh, is that, that that's all you got? Oh, yeah. Well, well, because I kind of want to piggyback where you, that, I guess that's where I'll start, because I actually finished the whole first season of Space Force. Wow. Was, OK. Yeah, I was I was really excited because you know, upload. If you haven't seen it, we are, I've already watched it. That's also on my list. I finished upload, but Space Force because like I was already on that up that high from watching upload. I already had high expectations and like you pretty much hit you pretty much hit hit all the key points. Like it's just not a, it's not as funny. Like it's just not as good. Like but I also felt the same way about the office in the beginning. Like the very beginning of the office just didn't just didn't hit it for me. And then yeah. eventually the show found its footing. So I like even after watching the whole the end of the first season, like it was kind of OK. It was like in the background and I watched it. But I think I'll still come back from season two just to give it the same diligence I gave um, the office when I originally watched it the first time. Um, I also watch. No, what are you going to say? 
I was say that it's funny that you say that because I'm I'm talking over here like I'm not gonna spoil anything for you guys and the wrestler just comes in like oh no I finished all of it so <laughs> take, take a back seat there Matt. <laughs> there's, there's no Matt I'm I'm a, I'm a little ashamed of my list this week because it's long I have a lot this week. <laughs> Or that's like I've been busy watching a lot of shit. <laughs> I guess I have. Damn. Now I need to catch up. Damn. I know, right? So not only did I finish, I watched Space Force. I had finished up. I I was only I only needed like one more episode, but I finished. We, me and the wife, finished uh, upload, which it was great. I enjoyed the ending. I love that they gave you a complete narrative while already teasing what's coming for season two and kind of piggybacking what we were said before. Like the episodes are perfectly timed. Like the, each episode is about 30, 35 minutes. Um, um, yeah, it was good. Uh, I also, for the launch at HBO Max, I watched Anna Kendrick's new show, Love Life. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the first three episodes, they're doing the week, they're going to, they give you the first three episodes. And then every Thursday they're gonna release a new one, and it is fantastic. Like really? it's a, it's really good. I I didn't think I was gonna enjoy it because it's one of those like, oh, let watch me go through like a relationship show, but it's yeah. really, really good. Like it's very well done. Like the writing is really good. The like the jokes are really perfectly timed. Um, one thing I will say about just kind of going back to HBO Max, I did not know that HBO Max is not available on Fire Stick or Roku. Or Roku, yeah, nothing right yeah. now. Oh. It's like going on my Roku. I was like, "Ooh, where's let me let me do the update. Let me change yeah. HBO, <laughs> HBO Max," and it wouldn't do it. <laughs> so wow. yeah. So how did so, you able to watch it? I went on the PlayStation, and the PlayStation has oh, uh, they, had it, it. they had it on there. And let me tell you, like the app layout on HBO Max is absolutely incredible. Like I love the way it's they beautiful. It's really beautifully done. The way everything's yeah. categorized. You can add series to your list to make it easy for you to find stuff. Mm. I think it's because they have such a large library now that they just want to, like, you know, everybody can have their own profiles. So they're probably going to start, like, gathering your watch list to start recommending stuff to you. Right, right. Um, Also, I know after watching – so after watching Love Life, only being able to watch the first three – So. I do have to say, Ernesto, like you giving me that review of Love Life makes me want to watch it because literally just about maybe mm, a couple of hours ago, the the roommate was just like, you should watch this show. I was like, well, what is it? She's like, it's Anna Kendrick. I was like, oh, I love her. And it's like, it's kind of a lovey-dovey thing, though. I was like, okay, never mind. Whatever. I don't watch it. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. It's it. really funny. It yeah. She didn't sell it the way that you sold it. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, let me check it out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I can only imagine like your roommate's going to be like, hey, well, hey, you watch it. Like, not because of you. You didn't sell not the shit of this you. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't sell good. this movie at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm kind of maybe it's good. Like I'm like after we watched it three, we were like, oh, like that's it. We gotta wait till Thursday now for the next one. <laughs> like I felt like I would really enjoy it if I could just binge it. Like if I could just, or maybe that's just me being greedy. But like I would just like that's a show you can easily just binge, <laughs> very yeah. easy binge. And kind of like since I've been bouncing around, like. You know, you get into that. You ever get into like that show hole where like you're just you're just you're browsing. Like you start watching shit and you're just like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. So then you just start yeah. it. So I got one this week. It's an old show. It's called Top of the Lake. It's a really with Elizabeth Moss and David Wenham, um, who you don't if you don't remember, he's uh, Harold Meacham in Iron Fist. He also played Elios in um, 300. Um, and it was it's really really intense and it's 
it's kind of good, but my wife was like, I am not interested in this show. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't decided. Like every episode, she's like, I I haven't decided yet. I was like. <laughs> Well, I think I may finish it later with the wife, but it's a New Zealand Australian show. It aired back in 2013, some 2013 and 2017, I believe, uh, created by Jane Campion and Gerard Lee. Its story center, centers around a 12-year-old girl who gets pregnant and disappears. Elizabeth Moss and David Wenham play the detectives. Hmm. Okay. And also the father of the girl, uh, if I remember his name off the top of my head, he um. He played the he was the he was the main antagonist in Ozark season two. Without oh, yeah, yeah. The older guy. The uh, older guy. Yeah. Uh, 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 man, now you have me doing it. Right. Uh, <laughs> he he played uh, Jake Jacob Jacob uh, Snell. He played Jacob Snell. Have you seen Ozark, sir? No, I have not watched that one yet. Oh man. Add that onto your. For those who can't see, I'm giving him the look of disapproval. <laughs> <laughs> definitely should have watched that by now. Uh, so I don't. I mean, I'm gonna finish it, but I can definitely see like it's maybe because it's from a different country. Like it's just the way it's shot, like the way the scenes set up and the way they transition to scenes is kind of weird. But I, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. It's just it's not like anything else that you would watch out there. Okay. Um, I also so funny that the way that you said that Hannah was just like I'm just not into this. You remember what was that Will Smith movie that we watched with his son? That's that one he did. Like, oh, af- like Afterlife. Afterlife. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no, it's, no. Uh, Earth. Earth after. There's there's after in the name. I know there is. You know what I'm talking about, right? Something like that. After After Earth. After is that what it is? Oh, uh, man. I'm, 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 I'm looking it up now. It's, it's After yeah, Earth. It it's called After Earth. That was not good. We were sitting there watching it, and I was like, sir, I don't know about this one. He goes, no, no, no. It's Will Smith. It's going to be better. <laughs> I was like, all right. All right. All right. I was like, you're right. I was you're wrong. Right. And then, like, midway, I'm like, what the hell is this? And then, like, a giant bird with a dinosaur beat came out of nowhere at some point and then i was like i'm, I'm done i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> this is not how i want to spend my time don't want to watch it <laughs> i don't want this image of will smith in my head anymore get it out <laughs> so, would you classify this as a number two or a number three on the epic that movie was a list? number three movie that was a number three movie <laughs> easily it was easily a number three movie because number three movies sometimes don't even get watched the entire way. We just have to click it off and be like, you know what? We're done. Or we, or, or we start having conversations about the first two movies we just watched and that yeah. in the background. And then every now and then you'd be like, oh, some weird shit just happened on that film. All right, so what were we talking about? What's more important in this movie? <laughs> Um, one, one that I forgot to add on to mine was I just watched the, the wrong Missy. I don't know if y'all watched the wrong Missy oh, on Netflix. No, I, I was, haven't. It's, it's, I'm interested. It's okay. So I'm not going to give, I'm not going to like hype it up because I mean, it's a happy Madison, you know, um, production. Um, and, uh, Tyler Spindle's the director. He, and so, I mean, his track record's not that great. It's Bucky, Jack and Jill, funny people. So it's kind of like, mm, yeah, I was like, mm. yeah, no. but 
It's for, but it's for Netflix, and David Spade pulled it off beautifully. And um, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great show for a uh, great movie yeah. for David Spade because, uh, yeah, film. It was a great film for David Spade, um, just because it wasn't anything too like you weren't you weren't expecting too much. It came straight from Netflix, so I was like, yeah, this is fun. Like I'm I'm having a good time with it. There's some good, you know, cameos because I mean it is a Happy Madison production, so you know there's certain people that are always in those films. Um, Lauren uh, Lap. Lactus, I believe. Um, I forgot her name. She's the she was the girl that played the the really sweet girl in um, the Spider Man movies. That was in the Peter Parker's neighbor. He was the the landlord's daughter. Yes, yes, yeah, uh, yes, yes. I remember her. Wow, good, so, good pull. I that was not that would not be the first movie I thought of her in. Like, yeah. oh yeah, she's 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 the 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 landlord's daughter from the original Spider Man movies. Spider-Man. You you know her, right? Like, yeah. But oh then, my God. But as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then and Molly Sims. Um, if, uh, I don't know if it, you're uh, obviously um, Molly Sims hasn't. I haven't seen her do uh, a lot recently. But uh, David Spade's character just you know hits it off with this one girl. Uh, had a really horrible first date. Uh, they both happen to be uh, named Melissa or Missy. And one of them went and he put them both into his um, into his phone as Missy. So whenever he text her he texts the wrong missy and happened to invite the wrong person to a weekend retreat at in uh um, hawaii and then things just kind of go wrong from there and so it was it was a fun movie and you know we had some fun there's some good laughs in it as well too um ernest i really think you would like get some good laughs out of it as well so definitely check that one out i'll have to check that one out uh also I finished season two of Homecoming. Have you seen? Have, well, I know Matt, you said you haven't seen it. Steph, have you seen it? No. So it's an anthology series that's produced by Julia Roberts. It's based off of a podcast from Gimlet Media. It's an anthology series centered around the mysterious Geist Group, an unconventional wellness company, and their equally unorthodox pro- program, the Homecoming Initiative. So what I'll tell you is, a season one, Julia Roberts is in this season. And she plays a therapist, and she's treating these uh, soldiers for PTSD. In season two, and Matt, I was so wrong. Like, when I was like, oh, it seems like they're getting another soldier. Like, I don't even want to – how do you want to say it because I'm going I'm I'm to give it away. But I, I was wrong in my original assumption of what this show is about. But yeah. they, but it's better. Like, you know, it, <laughs> it's better. <laughs> no, because like, you know, usually I because usually I can figure stuff out like, oh, I already know what it's going to be about. And then you right, kind of right. just you're like, oh, I'm waiting for this to happen, waiting for this to happen. No, they totally got me. Totally turned wow. it around on me. And obviously, if you've listened to the podcast, maybe like maybe it's the same story and this is their retelling. You probably already knew that. But I had never heard it before. So like it totally threw me off. And I was like each episode is just so like eerie and creepy like it's completely different in season one on uh, hung chow who if you remember she's from um when you watch Watchmen, stev you'll mm-hmm. see her in that she's great okay. um yeah i'm excited to see they definitely set up if they're marketing it as an anthology series um i'm excited it, they definitely ended this season as like a complete chapter which is you know okay, as yeah. you know as you know i love like they like Finish the story, but still give me give me hope for what may come later. And they they right. they didn't exactly give you that, but it's teased very slightly towards the end. Like you're well, you're left with you're left with some thoughts like, oh well, they can do this and they can do that, or where can we go? Like it seems like there's a lot of different avenues they can still 
explore in this, right. in this show for the next season. Janelle Monet was incredible. She was oh, incredible. Start. She was incredible from start to finish. It's her and um, uh, the other main character, Stefan Cruz. He was he uh, was great as well. I'm sorry, Stefan James. Stefan James. James. Is his name. Uh, Ernesto, you you said something that made me think <clears throat> about something I forgot to mention for uh, for Dead to Me season two. Uh, you said that give you a complete story, but also leave you wanting something more. And I feel like for that second season, they they kind of completed it. And they did give you something more, but I didn't care for the something more. And I feel like at this point we're stretching. I feel like it's remember what, what kind of how I felt about not you, but the show you, but what what I yes. fear that what the next season may be. It's yes. one of those like where they they just trying to find reasons, like they just keep amping up the stakes, and like right. after a while you're just you become disinterested because it seems like like the ideas seem too far fetched and like too out there, like it doesn't fit within the narrative almost. Right, right. And so I, I feel like that that's kind of how I feel about this show. I feel like that we kind of we kind of checked all the boxes here twice already. So we're going to do this all over again and have another mystery that doesn't really feel like it should be a thing. So uh, by, but by you saying that how like uh, Homecoming season two was like a nice little beginning, middle to end with a with a good tease. Uh, I just thought of like, oh, yeah, that that, that, that tease was not good at all. <laughs> 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 and I got I got two more I got two more on my list I got all right one that Did I you just work <laughs> I do work I haven't even you know what's crazy I haven't even gone out for my surgery yet like I but I'm I'm That's, still resting I'm resting when I'm not working <laughs> oh are are you researching <laughs> um, you're researching exactly I just started today actually right before we started recording. I watched the first ep- episode of the new Jeffrey Epstein documentary that's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Um, it is sick. Like, he is a sick fucking man. Like, it's just was. like, ev- well, yes, correct. Was like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like just just I'm, I'm already just the tip of the iceberg and I'm already disgusted. Like talking about these sick accounts from girls who are like 14 and 16 <laughs> years old. Um, so. If you want to know about Jeffrey Epstein and all the crazy shit that his money allowed him to do, I would recommend. I w- I'm already in it. Like, like, wow. like I'm disgusted, but I want to know, like, how did this human being get there? How, what are the things that this human being did? How did he get there? And what caused him to get and do the things that he did? Right. I think that's the problem. It's like it's like 50 50 when you look at content like that. It's like, should I watch this? Like. Is it important for me to watch this? But I think it's important to understand certain human beings' human condition. Like, it's important to understand how he got there. So, like, maybe if you see somebody who may be exhibiting those things, maybe you can kind of hopefully it doesn't get to the level like, you know, somebody with a lot of money like Jeffrey Epstein did, you know? That, that was very well said. I think that's, that was a good way of putting it. And uh, also... And it's it's good. It's watching this show because me and my wife, once we decided we weren't going to watch Top of the Lake, uh, we, <laughs> we started on HBO. We started Le- The Leftovers, which is also oh. Just, oh, OK, dude. Incredible. And I shouldn't have expected anything less because, you know, obviously I just watched Watchmen, which also yeah. which he, um, he also produced as well. But to me, watching this show knowing that it's from so long ago, it validate how con- how good content is timeless. Like you can, it can, doesn't matter when it was aired. Like yeah. 
you can still find validation. Like who know you know who knows how many other hidden gems out there. Like this is not so hidden because obviously this is a well recognized show. Many people have watched it, but it's just I tried to watch it before, and a I tried to watch it by myself, and and then like I felt like I needed it. Like it was a show that that's a me and wife that's a me and the wife show. Like it wasn't yeah. just for me, but I felt like when I tried to watch it last time, like I don't think I was mentally ready to handle like the very deep themes that are within the show. Like if for those of you who don't yeah. know, the leftovers is based off the the New Testament and the Bible when the rapture happens and two percent of the world's population vanishes, which is crazy because we're watching it because then we're like, man. That's kind of weird. It makes you feel it makes you think about like the coronavirus and everything that's happening in the world. Like we're watching this show like, wow, like we can relate to certain we can relate to certain things that the characters are feeling in the show. Right. People who are losing loved ones based off something that they can't control. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it, you know, the right there's a riot scene in there, like very relevant to our world situation now. Um, in this show, Peter Berg, I didn't know Peter Berg was an EP on the show. He oh, makes okay. A, yeah, he makes a cameo. He makes a cameo in the first two episodes. Uh, episode three, uh, Christopher Eccleston. He's a great actor. He was when they rebooted Doctor Who. He was the first Doctor Who to come about mm. and to reboot when they rebooted the series. He has a. He's one of the main characters in his shows, and he has a great single episode arc and actually i'll even say that for all the episodes all the episodes do a really great job of setting up these really these single these single episode arcs that even if you were to watch it just that like you can like the stories are so deep and rich and you can enjoy them that i I definitely think that this is a this is a great show i mean all in all anybody should watch this show that that reminds me of early days um the walking dead where they had really good solid uh, really good, solid one episode character arcs, yeah. and I couldn't. Uh, and I, yeah, th- I don't know if they do that now because I haven't watched it in a while. But I remember like, wow, that was <laughs> a good beginning, middle, and end story within a larger story. So it sounds like the leftovers yeah. are a little bit like that. Yeah, it deals with a lot of heavy themes. I, I mean, it's great. Like I, I, I can't rave like. It's just as good as Watchmen. Like it's on that it's on that level. Like that's really. Oh yeah. Okay. And that's that's Justin Thoreau, right? Yes, Justin Thoreau is the main. He's the main character. He's the main male lead in that one as well. You know, one of the ones that I'm waiting to finish. There's only going to be six episodes in it, but on HBO Max, um, it's called this. This I know this much is true, and it's Mark Ruffalo. He's playing identical twin brothers, um, and he's dealing with um like the parallel lives of like his brother he's like he wants to take care of him because his brother's in a mental institute and thinks that he can take care of everything that comes with taking care of his brother he's dealing with his abusive stepfather the past of his abusive stepfather it's based off wally lamb's new york times bestseller with the same title i know this much is true i flew that book a couple of years ago and it was just extremely powerful and graphic and they, they're doing it as a limited series for only six episodes. They're currently on four, but I haven't watched any yet because I was like, I if, if I watch it, I want to watch the whole thing. I don't want to have to wait yeah. like a couple of weeks or anything. So that's what I'm currently waiting. I'm waiting for those last two episodes to come through, and then I might just revisit the book with it as well just to see you know what it is. But Mark Ruffalo plays Identical <laughs> Twins. I think Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Rosie O'Donnell's in it as well, too. And oh. There's a couple of other people as well, yeah. But I'm excited for that one. It's... 
It's funny you say that, uh, at least what you're doing with this show, because we've ta- also talked about this. It's like, I want to see it, but I don't want to watch it weekly. So I will yeah. purposely wait until the very last episode is aired, and then I'll go watch your show that I can't wait to see. Yeah, and it, exactly. it's, it's funny to think about that, of how, like, you know, you are you get so comfortable with the binge model where you're just like, I just want that in general. I don't want to wait. And if the episodes are going to stay where they are, then, yeah, I would just wait for you. I don't need to watch. Yeah. But also there's a thing about weekly viewing because then those episodes can can sit with you for a little bit. And I felt I feel like today the best weekly viewing is if you're watching it with somebody else. Yeah. 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 Because then it becomes and it becomes about the experience. Yeah, and it's a conversation that you can have with with another person and can be like, oh my god, like what do you think it's going to happen here? Like where do you think it's going to go from here? Like how did you, you know, what did that make you feel? Because I mean, me and Ernesto used to do that all the time. I was like, what did you think? And you know, I was like, you know what? I liked the way that what they were trying to portray, but I didn't. I don't think it ever hit the mark for me. And he was like, you know what? Same for me. Or like, actually, uh, I, I differ from that. I think this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, all right. And then we would kind of catch our, catch each other up on something else and whatnot. But um, I mean, I think the best example for that is like Smallville. Because I mean, obviously <laughs> me and like Ernesto, like me and Ernesto were huge Smallville fans. And we were already living in the midst of like the series finale was coming up so we were just like every week just showing up to you know on the couch to watch Smallville and catch each other up and be like all right where are we at and it's like all right this is where we're at but yeah I mean, <laughs> if you have the if you have the person to kind of go back and forth and have the discussion with it makes i'm just gonna wait and i'm just gonna go ahead and watch it all when it's done <laughs> yeah <laughs> We got we got most of what you're saying. Sorry, Seth. yeah. You, kinda, you cut out a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think, right. I think we got the gist of what you're saying. The, yeah, you got the for those who are trying to keep up at home, I, I think what he was trying to say was of uh, you know what? It's good to watch weekly stuff with people. <laughs> yes. Correct. Uh, and that's Correct. that's that's all I got for what you're watching. I think we're ready to move on to the review. All right. So uh, this week for our review, we reviewed a new movie on amazon prime that's getting a lot of attention right now if you hadn't noticed it's called the vast of night this indie film uh so uh esteban since again since you are a guest we're going to start with you how did you feel this is our spoiler review so uh you can you know spoil the movie away uh and go ahead i'd like to hear your take on it well i love the dinosaurs popping up in it no it's not but um no it was um It's like, oh, that's not the right one? No. Um, so, The Vast of Night. So, I, like, I got to tell you, I watched, I was like, all right, it's an hour and a half. All right, it's a sci-fi thriller. Let's see what we got going on. I finished it and instantly messaged Ernesto, and I sent him a snap of, like, just notes that I took. And I was like, dude, I really enjoyed this film. Like, this was really good. Um Andrew Patterson, director, and then you had a pretty um, small cast, Jake Horowitz and Vera McCormick. Um, bravo to Jake Horowitz. I mean, from the very beginning, the moment that they were instantly likable for me. And 
which is which is hard, which I think is hard because you feel like usually most films you have to build up and they have to give you the background of the of the character. You have to, you know, they have to convince you to to love these people. But instantly, I was like, okay, cool. I'm on Everett's, like I'm on Team Everett. I'm on Team Faye. Like these are some cool kids that I think are great. Um, the filming style was great because I love the entire Twilight. Um, Twilight Zone and I was like it's gonna be like a parody of the Twilight Zone and then the, from the moment it started it was completely something different in my eyes and I felt like it was just beautifully shot it was beautifully um, you know just with the music and with the theme it was classic science fiction it had a very spooky vibe to it and I mean one th I did have to rewind for one part because I thought it was just beautifully shot was the four minute one shot of the camera coming out of mm. yeah out of um, the switchboard room and going down the main street, going into the woods, going into you know everywhere else, and I was like that like so much anticipation, be like what am I gonna see? What am I gonna see? What am I gonna see? And then, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, there uh, I saw nothing. No, yeah, it's like oh man. <laughs> and, but um, I mean, and then you know just it it was a it was. A, beautiful debut feature i felt as well too you know just and and from my understanding it was a pretty small budget for it as well and it it gave it that that classic feel of the twilight zone but also gave it something new almost kind of like a um, a black mirror feel to it as well and i oh it's spoiler okay, okay i can spoil stuff but um but say what you, say what you want <laughs> Okay, because so, I'm trying to like dance around it. I was like, oh wait, wait, no, spoilers. Okay, so you know, with these two, with these two, you know, a switchboard operator getting these weird noises on her switchboard one night and trying to figure out what these noises are, and then sharing them with her friend Everett, who has his own radio station, and then just trying to just trying to get that um, that, um get that idea of where it is that they're going with um with it and to find out what it really is and to find out what people think it is. I thought they did such a good job with giving us the anticipation. And to the point that my watch even was like, hey, breathe. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, come back. Oh, God, you do that. And it's like, oh, oh, it's like, oh, God, oh, okay. <laughs> and because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of horror, but I have to applaud people when you're able to give me that horror aspect without jump scares or without actually showing me anything. Um, until the very end and it's like oh my god it was just it was great i loved it i love for everything that it did um the noises that they gave for um for the sounds that of like the aliens that they were that they were looking or that they thought were um reminded me of signs a little bit like it, it had mm. that feeling of signs where it was like the clicking the aspects of that and then i just you know it you know, it quickly turned into an hour and a half of beautiful filmmaking is what I put down and it leaves you on edge, having to remind yourself to take a breath. Um, and then just Sierra McCormick did a great job along with Jake Horowitz delivering strong acting skills. I mean, because I went back to look at Jake Horowitz and I think he only has like one other thing on his credit. And, you know, after this, I was like, you, sir, have earned your spot at the table. Feel free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yes, highly recommend it. Ernesto, I'm here. No, no, go. Uh, uh, your thoughts on the movie? Oh no, man, you kind of hit a lot of my notes already. Like, um, 
Like the, I really like the haze. Like almost like all the camera shots had like that haze over it. Like kind of adding to the mystery of the thriller. I thought it was funny when they were um, when they were talking back and forth. When you're still kind of like learning about them, and they're they're talking like that 1950s jazz. Like it's like you know yeah. they were talking about cell phones, and you know yeah. that something that we can start doing. You know, when you're recording audio, you're baking biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> you're baking biscuits. You're baking biscuits. That's what we're doing right now. We're baking biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Something I thought was really good is um the way they built there, – there's that one simple scene of Faye answering the phones, like when everything starts happening. And it's yeah. just a simple shot of her, but they did such a good job of like – building tension like with put it the music was perfectly placed and just the back and forth with the clicking like on the switchboard like i really thought i thought it was good because if you take a step back and look at the movie like the movie's about you listening to a signal and then they see a spaceship like like there's <laughs> and then they, they meet some people who kind of know some shit about it like like there's not a lot yeah. that happens but they make they did a good job of making you feel the the intensity that those characters are going through at that moment like to somebody on the outside, it's like, oh, it's just some crazy shit happening back and forth. Like, you, oh, you talk to somebody, but like, I don't know. They did a good job of making you care about it. Is what I would, I guess, that what I would say. And I, I like the way how it ended. Like, it actually ended how the old woman son was gone. You know, she talked about her son disappearing, and that's how Faye and that little girl who she just happened to take, who she couldn't just leave at home. Right. <laughs> she just had to take her with her. Yeah. <laughs> how the how the three of them ended, how the three of them disappeared, and they did a good uh, showing that that camera shot where it's just the the feet in the sand and then the recorder uh, with the sand over it, like it had been like some time had passed already. Right. Um. Yeah. No. You you actually uh you, you guys are absolutely right. This movie was very very much well done. I think I was, Esmeralda, like you were saying, like I was kind of hooked. Right from the very beginning, I'm not sure if it was how they introduced the show, which was basically like a Twilight Zone-esque vibe. Even mm -hmm. even the guy sounded like it, too. It's like, yeah. you are now in the vast of night from from Paro, I think it was like Paro something theater. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, no, I, or they're really going for it. This is it felt like an episode of of, of that of, of the Twilight Zone. And so, like, it kind of starts off, and, like, you're getting that weird stuff, and, like, this is a small town, and not a lot's going on, but some freaky shit's gonna happen, you just know it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, how they, like, they really, like, the cinematography in this movie, um, you guys actually both mentioned the, the two things I was gonna bring up. Uh, the one very long shot from the switchboard to the radio station, and, like, mm -hmm. we both know that's, like, a three-minute walk, right? We, we yeah. didn't <laughs> it's not that far from each other right and then they decide to like take that long shot and like it, it, there wasn't really a reason for it but i but for some reason it was just so intriguing to watch like like you you there's this weird sound happening and we just discovered it and so as it's going through the the, the radio airwaves as Faye told it to to Everett and was like, hey, Everett, can you play this? Does it sound familiar? He's like, oh, we're going to play it on the air and see if anyone knows about it. And as that happened, as they're playing it through the air, we take this long shot through the town, through the basketball uh, courts, them playing basketball. They'd like, like a little one, like a little round over. And then we go back outside. And then eventually we hit to the, to the radio station. Like we didn't need to take that long of a trip, but I was all for it. I was so intrigued yeah. by it. 
Um, it's just how it was shot. And also, um, Ernesto, you mentioned just Faye on the switchboard. Uh, and, and talk about just like, and even that's props to, to the actress. Uh, her name is uh, uh, Sierra. Sierra McCormick. Sierra McCormick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like props for her because she really sold that scene of like, hey, I just got into work. Here's a switchboard operator. Uh, and, and it's funny that at the as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, I'm more intrigued of what she's doing. Like, how is telephones back in the day? This is when you had to you had to call somebody and then they they connected you and they're just spying on everyone's conversation. <laughs> what is I feel like I was more intrigued at that whole operation than than uh, and also just impressed with the scene itself. Because like you have you have her doing all of these motions and like it's and it's it's also a, like a, a testament to the one shot that shot I wrote it down I actually had to rewind to just time it it was nine minutes long it was a nine, nine minute one shot of just her pulling cords and reconnecting them and kind of just building that scene uh, and they, like they didn't cut away or anything it was just her kind of selling it of like calling different people hearing some weird noise and then eventually just letting the move letting the story kind of take it from there but it was i was such like mesmerized by that whole thing because like then you're like like because the shot is simple and what she's doing is simple you're just now just focused on the words and that's my second testament is like this movie was written very well and like it was like it really puts you into the 1950s real quick. Like the slang, I was trying to keep up with it. I was like, they're speaking a different language. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> but they keep like just rapid fire with this dialogue. And like you were saying, the guy who plays Everett, um, Jake Jake Quartz 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 Jake Cor- Jake Jake Horowitz. Horowitz. Yeah, you know you know what I'm so I'm great with names. I'm- and so <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like. He, it felt like this wasn't his first rodeo going like acting. He was like he was really quip and he had like this like he's like the cool guy, but he's also a nerd at the same time. And you get yeah. that vibe, but also being in the 50s. And so like like again, that's funny you were saying like you really um, enjoyed these characters from right out the gate. And what really had me intrigued was a, yet another long shot, or at least a series of long shots. They were cuts in the middle there of like her just telling these three stories of that she read an article of like here's what the future is going to be like and it was basically self-driving cars with gps's i'm like well we we're halfway that's right. there that's right um yeah. she, it was talk, she talked about tubes that traveled across the country within minutes or maybe hours of her going from like new york to uh um new york to uh la i believe it was or, or, or san francisco i believe and then her, the last story of like yeah everyone's gonna have like these 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 things in their in their hand and they can talk to anybody like that's right she said in the future we're all going to be born with and programmed with a number that's in our body and that's going to be our number for life and i'm like well you're not not too far off and we're not we're not <laughs> you're not wrong is, not wrong <laughs> but it was just like that perception it was like kind of like just how we were talking about earlier is like remember blockbuster that old timey <laughs> thing and so now it's kind of like the reverse of like oh yeah people in the 1950s they're cute they think we're gonna have you know tubes to travel and like these but, they're, but they're also we're too far off with basically cell phones in our pocket and we're always connected yeah. um so I, it they did just did a really good job and the, if I had to knock anything down with this movie is that – and it's not really a, a knock for it, but maybe I, for me just wanting more. We get the aliens at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. basically. Like they are disappeared. All the stuff they've been hearing all night, it's it's all true. And they just gone like the wind like all the other stories we've heard. But 
I guess for some reason I wanted something a little bit more, like maybe more of a shock vac- factor in it of like just like like here's like these in the in these film and then we bam here's like this shocking thing I wasn't expecting and I don't really know what I wanted to for the ending, but for some reason I was left a little unsatisfied with it. You want you just think, wanted more. <laughs> I wanted yeah. yeah, I guess I wanted more. And it's funny, I think I have to go back to signs because when it comes to alien films i one of the things that i remember signs did so well was that 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 scene whenever they're at the birthday party and they're watching it on the television and then they see from the bushes that green alien like walk past and it was such a shock factor and you were like oh my god there's an actual alien and you're like oh crap and i think that's what i was waiting for as well i think the running through the woods the running through the fields and everything else and the the constant panning around with the camera I was waiting for the moment that there it was or right. there was something that is to, to get me to be like, oh, crap. And it didn't give me that. So and which is funny, because like Ernesto, like you said, the ending, I, I, I got a different I got a different I took away something different at the end because you're like the sand was kind of like there that to show that time had passed. And the first thing I thought of, I was like, oh, damn, they they Thanos snapped the, all three of them because I thought it was. <laughs> perspective they never disappeared they just died (laughs) boom bitch oh crap and uh so that's that's what i took from i was like and all that was left was the tape recorder because the aliens just didn't know about the tape recorder because he dropped it (laughs) well it's funny that you say that because i actually took a different perspective off that ending and it looks like we have all three different perspectives was that the, the 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 old lady was talking about how her son had been taken from the aliens and, and she was following the footprints in the sand, in the dirt. And then eventually she, because I guess the son maybe walked out or like, or maybe like left the house. And then eventually what we assume was the aliens abducted, abducted her son and never be seen again. And she said that when she was looking for the boy, she found the foot trail and then eventually it just stopped. Like there was no more trail to be found. And when we were looking into the sand, I thought that was kind of like a, uh, like a kind of like a an homage or um like they were like foreshadowing like a callback yeah like they were kind of foreshadowing that that's technically what happened to them here's you can follow their footprints and you can find the tape recorder but that's it that's the end of the line for them because at that moment they were taken and I guess you know in the 19 and, and it kind of just uh it really appreciating this movie because it, it kind of it feels like a um a love letter to old school sci-fi and yes. and so like you can like that's what they worried about like that was like their biggest fear uh I mean, the biggest fear but like they're like <laughs> they're, they're like the sci-fi like uh wonder of it maybe in the 1950s of just like i'm just gonna be abducted by aliens and you know that type of uh fantasy actually happened in a small town like that's the story that everyone's talking about so it felt like that but also like now you kind of go back to today and like the sci-fi movies of today we are way past just being abducted by aliens like it's it's no longer in a small town we're we're like you know look at arrival because that that's that's a complex movie 
right there. Yeah, it's a great movie though. <laughs> it is. But but like you said, I think I think they did such a great job with bringing it back to basics. To because I mean we're so we're so oversaturated with so many different types of alien movies and so much different types of like sci-fi that we're like we expect more. We expect bigger. We expect a predator to show up and kill the alien at some point. But that this one was just it was just two people on the screen listening to some weird noises and one of the other things i really loved was the, the it made me pay attention more just because when they would go black whenever he had a um a caller on the line right the was black and i was like wait wait, wait. Did, it, did it freeze did it freeze yeah. what's going on i i did the exact same <laughs> thing like i was hearing yeah. it and i was like did my tv just shut off and my soundbar still on what's going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was like i was like Oh, oh, here we are, here we are. And then they would pull out, and it was like in that old time, you know, fifties, you know, style screen. TV. Yeah, yeah, TV. And then you'd be you'd be in that form for a little bit. So it was almost kind of giving you that radio feel, but also giving you, hey, don't forget you're in the fifties, and then pull you back in to be like, here's your feature length film. And it's like, oh right. wow, okay. So they, I, I love that. So, so I, I think, I think all, I think we're all kind of saying the same thing. This is a really good movie for. Yeah. Good. And it's the first the writers, it's their first time writing, first time the first time writers, first time director debut for both of them. That's pretty strong coming out of the oh, gate. Yeah. I'll yeah. be excited. I'll be excited to see what they come with next. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think all parties around the actors, the director, the writer, this is there's like a, a, a recipe of success right here to have such a well planned movie. And also like you can you know there's some movies you can tell that this is the back of a movie, like this is a movie set. Like the the prop just seemed too simple, and and I really like what you said, Esteban. So bringing it back to the basics, and I think that's why the movie worked so well, is because mm-hmm. they reduced it back to simpler times and simpler sci-fi, but giving us a very clever written script. And like it's almost like, hey, we're just gonna go for it. Like we have this a lot. We're just gonna try a whole bunch of random stuff and see if it works. Like you want to do a long shot. Why not? You know, let's do it. Let's fucking do, <laughs> let's do it. it. Let's like, fucking like, look, do we it. had the lot for three days. We're gonna fucking do whatever we want, yeah. right? Like, like, it. how do we, how do we stretch this to a feature? Like, well, we could like run over to the gym. For, it, it's like, <laughs> and then kind of come back to the radio station. It's only like a three minute walk. We can turn that into a ten minute walk. And like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's stretch yeah. it out. Faye's hey, running and halfway I, through the movie anyway. Yeah, yeah, the, we have a car, bitch. Why are you running? <laughs> he even said that, too. He's like, why, why are you running? running? She's, like, she's like, I'm not used to riding in the car. Yeah. Like, what? Just have a poke a smile. Sit down. We got yeah, this. <laughs> like, you know we need to get there in a hurry, right? Like, you're not, you running is not going to help that. You are not oh, faster no. than the car. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, I love when she was like, the switchboard! And she, like, took off running. And I was like, where are you going? <laughs> where are you running to, Faye? Where are you running to, Faye? God, girl. And then, and then she did it again. He was like, what the fuck with you? For real? <laughs> did you not remember that we had a car? Like, you forget? He, it, it's funny, because she was like, where'd you get the car? Um, I stole it. Let's go. <laughs> and then I love, like, right before her, she's like, I stole a bike! I yeah. stole a bike! <laughs> well, I stole the <laughs> I, got, I got a car. One up, you bitch. But it was so crazy because, like, I think, I think, like you said, you know, going back to the basics also almost it almost 
else, like like you had just said as well too. They're like, hey, you know what? We're about to blow up this studio that we've been just holding on to for no reason, or this whole set that we haven't been using. Do you want to go ahead and just use and do something with it? Hey, give it to this guy. Let him see what he can come up with. And right. it was great. And that that long shot though, I keep I keep loving that long shot because unlike most long shots, like hey, perspective of just like going. I, of something but it it was really low like that was a really low yes. shot it yeah, was on the ground so, that thing was on the yeah, ground yeah it was on the ground and i was, was like i was like what okay, is somebody running like what's happening is this like a monster like what am i gonna see <laughs> yeah and then i was point. like oh, we're in the gym well, okay <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point you're you almost like because it was so low to the ground you almost expected something like coming across the screen as it was happening like a snake or something but no, I guess they're just like, you know, all those, you know, all those like one shots are kind of like medium and they're kind of just following the action. What if we did that, but there's no action and to the ground and they're like, yeah, brilliant. Or you make, the camera, do it. You make yeah. the camera, like the camera height is like almost where the action is. Right. You know, it, brings you up, it brings you down and brings you up. It brought you around. Like it, that thing was all over the place. <laughs> it was all over yeah. the place. It really um, was. And also it was, it was kind of funny too. There were some pretty like when it wasn't all sci-fi between between those two actors, they really sold on humor. It was it was so funny because one of the lines I actually wrote down here, and he was like doing like an advertisement. Hey, he's like, hey everybody, uh, you know we have this strange sound coming. If you can help us out, we'll give you a piece of Elvis's carpet right right there in his living room. We'll give you a piece of his carpet. And then and then uh like a caller comes in and then like I guess they're all just riding the car and Faye goes, so are you gonna give are you gonna give that guy the carpet? He's like, oh um. Yeah, no, so we actually ran out of the carpet a long time ago, so we just kind of take, you know, old carpet from some somewhere. She's like, and she goes, that's lying. And he goes, shut up, Faye. Shut <laughs> yeah. up, Faye. Just ride in a car, Faye. Yeah, he's uh, like, shut up, Faye. Just shut up, Faye. And I was like, I don't know why that was just so funny, but like, um, but yeah, I, it was like a really good, I don't know, it was a really good back to the basic sci-fi film that that it just worked. It, just, it's, it was like, I feel like, since everything was so simple, it that's what elevated the movie. And then like the the small budget they had for sci-fi, like the sci-fi elements were like we're putting every single thing in that spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's where all the money was. Yeah, all, all the visual effects went to like, hey, you have about like you know three thousand dollars for visual effects. That's probably way low of a number. You have probably. You know, uh, you know, ten thousand grand to do visual effects in this whole movie. He's like, all right, gotcha. So we have this fancy ass camera. We're gonna go low, long one shots. We're gonna have all the actors do all the work, and at the very end, we're gonna reward our audience with this ten thousand dollar visual effects. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you're welcome. (laughs) And you're welcome. Yes, thank you. Please hire me for more movies. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, But any any last words? Uh, I think it's a. Or or Ernesto. Go ahead, Steph. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're giving final thoughts right now. <laughs> Welcome back, Steph. <laughs> I was like, I didn't say anything, Ernesto. <laughs> any, any last final thoughts on oh, the move okay. before we move on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, four out of five stars, honestly, I would give it. If you haven't watched it, if you are um, a fan of indie films, here is a great indie film for everybody to watch. If you love sci-fi, as we kept saying, it's back to basics. Um, prepare yourself for what seems like a, um, 
uh, a Twilight Zone parody, but quickly turns into something else on its own. And you got some great acting, you got some great cinematography, and you even got some great um, sound, sound and music in the, in the film as well too. The music really, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge believer that the music can make or break a film. Oh, so yeah. yeah, and this one, I, this one just did nothing but in heighten the experience for it so definitely watch it um if you're not a fan of horror don't worry it's i don't think it's anything too frightening for anybody it's going to be something you um everybody will want to talk about at least um to a friend or somebody else so two thumbs way up for me that same for me um great film you kind of hit all the you kind of hit all the main points we already talked about uh great film it's on amazon prime it's an hour and a half it's a quick watch i mean go go check it out I couldn't yeah. recommend it anymore. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I it, it was nice to see uh, kind of like this kind of movie after you know not 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 to knock the Lovebirds that we reviewed last week, but I feel like this movie was significantly better than that. <laughs> uh, that to say the least, yes. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least, yeah. So I I think I had a, I had a more enjoyable time watching this film uh, than the Lovebirds, and that was the same runtime. Granted, they were two different movies, uh, yeah. but like you 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 have a different feel when you when you walk in this one. It's, it's and in, in some cases you can kind of see this as like uh not like a love letter to not only sci-fi. It, the genre itself but also just like it feels like classic movies like just a, a love letter to that as well so yeah. definitely recommend it for sure uh so now uh as we uh our last part of the show we're going to talk about we're going to talk about you Esteban, you and ernesto uh <laughs> if you haven't noticed already in this episode have one hell of a uh, of a chemistry there so uh we're going to talk about you and see what you what you do uh but before before we get that i i, I think at least for me, anyway. I gotta know how this bond really worked out. Like, how how, how did the, how did we how did we get here? Um, how did we get here, sir? Um, Ernesto, <laughs> he's gonna hate the way that I know how I first knew Ernesto. So we <laughs> okay. both did, we we both did the college program, and then um, Ernesto had a very unfortunate incident in downtown Orlando one oh time. Oh my gosh. And... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> a very, a very unfortunate incident happened to Ernesto in downtown Orlando one time, and um, after that, um, I remember Ernesto was walking through Frontierland, and I whispered to other people in a car. I was like, "That's the kid that got held up at gunpoint." <laughs> <laughs> and from there, it kind of just blossomed. <laughs> and uh, wow. But it was, but I mean, other than that, honestly, like me and Ernesto just kind of um, hit it off right away because, and I think it was kind of like on accident from everybody else because they were like, you're Ernesto, aren't you? I was like, no, my name's Esteban. <laughs> and they're like, oh, then who's Ernesto? I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't know. And then they're like, are you Esteban? He's like, no, I'm Ernesto. And they're like, well, who's Esteban? He's like, I don't know who the fuck Esteban is. I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is. And then we and then we hung out and then it kind of like instantly just like happened after that and I mean one story after the other I mean I honestly could write a book about some of these stories I mean I'm gonna share I mean I'm gonna share one of my favorite stories about me and Ernesto <laughs> is, I can't um, wait to hear it. <laughs> it's just so okay, let me again let me let me paint the picture for y'all it's Sicily right. 1912 <laughs> <and> <laughs> it's no it's summer 2000 and nine and disney walt disney world at magic kingdom had just opened up a new location called 
the Golden Oak Outpost. If anybody's <laughs> been to the Magic, <laughs> if anyone's been to the Magic Kingdom, it's where the old McDonald's fry cart used to be. Yep. That place was a disaster and also a hazard to everybody <laughs> that worked there. <laughs> also, so Steph, you got to point out that me and you were the opening trainers for that location. I was getting to that. You're ruining the story now. <laughs> Sorry. You're in the momentum. <laughs> um, so we get there, and then they open up this new thing. Me and Ernesto are trainers for the Walt Disney Company, and then we're like training these newbies to come in, and we're part of the opening training team. They're like, "Hey, y'all are this is it? Like y'all are part of this opening team?" We're like, "This is awesome! Hell yeah!" So fast, fast forward to opening night. They put the 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 locations only able to fit maybe six people comfortably. They put about. 13 to 15 of us in there. Yeah, we <laughs> had two, tra- it was two training groups in there. <laughs> two training groups. I had a training group. Ernesto had a training group. And at the end of the day, we were we were the closing masters. I was like, this is what needs to get done. Let's get it done. And Ernesto's like, this is what needs to, you need to do. Let's hurry up. I was like, on it. He goes, go get the stock and go get the chicken nuggets. Go get the patties. Go get the fries. Get it all together. I was like, I'm on it. So I run, I go get everything, I come back, (laughs) and this is where it starts to get good. So I come back, and I open the door, and I'm like, it's a little smoky in here. (laughs) And I was like, no big deal. (laughs) Now, there's there's two lines on both sides of the building just wrapped around, because it's the middle of, what was that thing called? Summer summer night-tastic. It was just another way to get people to come in during summer. And the Spectro Magic parade's going on, crap ass parade number one, because I hate the nighttime parades. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, okay. And then um, we have a huge line. So I'm like, all right, let's get this out of the way. So I bring the stock into the, this very smoky room. And then I get pinned behind the, um, the freezers and the coolers. And I had this thing of stock that's like, higher than I am and I'm like it's getting really smoky in here and so he's like it's fine it's you'll be fine you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> so, and there he is he's going he's throwing chicken patties down he's throwing chicken nuggets down and then the the, the final one came he put one more basket of chicken nuggets into the fryer the steam came up and instantly the hood system just explodes and starts to spray this green junk everywhere because they think there's a fire. So it's spraying <laughs> so it's spraying all this green junk. The entire location starts to build with smoke. The fire alarms go off. The fire um the, the lights are flickering. The cast like the cast members are looking around going like, What the what the hell? And I was like, huh? And and Ernesto, and he goes, he takes like two seconds, he goes, and he sniffs the air, and goes, and he goes, acid, acid, it smells like acid, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our brand new cast members, our current cast members, are all looking at us, and then one man, one guy, one guy is there, and he goes, I feel smell, acid, acid, get the fuck out. <laughs> and they turn and they run out the door. So everybody runs out the door except Sev because Sev is trapped between a cooler <laughs> stock and five five about to explode deep fryers. 
and I am freaking the hell out. <laughs> and and I'm like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And then I look around and I look around, and then Ernesto and everybody's on the other side. And they're like, sir, sir. <laughs> like, so I turn to the window because I'm gonna just jump out the window. And I kid you not, verbatim, there is a woman standing there still. She slams her hand on the table and goes, "Can I get my fries?" <laughs> and I, I looked at her and I probably. I looked like Kermit the Frog, and I was just like, <laughs> ran out of this location that is just on fire, it is just smoking, it is about to explode, and we're outside, everybody's coughing, we're like, <laughs> and then here comes Food 86, the area lady's like, um, press the one to Food 86, they're like, yeah, one by, they're like, something's happening at outpost your cast are outside coughing and there's smoke coming out and i've never seen leaders respond so quickly <laughs> they're like they're like running down frontier land like, <laughs> one of them one of them jumped from the top of a roof from somewhere i don't know where they came from just cape capes and all i was like what the fuck and then they go what happened How's the location? How did this happen? We're like, no, we're fine. It's okay. No, good. I'm okay. I think I just inhaled acid, but it's okay. No, we're good. <laughs> and and then and then to make matters worse, they're like, okay, Esteban, Ernesto, y'all stay and clean this up. I was like, what? Excuse me? I was like, no, 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 we can't. No, we 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 have training groups. They're like, we'll send your trainees home. So there, me and Ernesto are deep cleaning deep fryers until like three in the fucking morning. <laughs> And I'm just like, this yeah. is bullshit. <laughs> this is horseshit, Ernesto. We went home just, and drank. Um, a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> we were notorious for drinking a lot. <laughs> Ernesto, wow. Ernesto also is the one. Yeah, Ernesto's the one that got me. Um, sir, do you remember my 21st birthday? <laughs> oh, oh we, my, my 21st birthday sucked because I had my six-hour shift turned into an eight-hour shift that turned into a 12-hour shift that was just awful. So I get out, and Ernesto calls. He's like, sir, happy birthday. What do you want to do? I was like, fuck it, Ernesto. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm like, you know what? It's been, it, it sucks. I, I spent my entire day at work when I shouldn't have. He's like, okay, I'll get you some liquor. And then I come back to the, <laughs> I, I come back to the apartment, and we had just moved into the apartment. This is how this is how much we just moved into the apartment. We all that earlier that day we all brought Chinese food, but we had no silverware, so we all shared an ice cream scoop. <laughs> right, that's right. Forgot. So, Forgot that. Here you go. Your turn. Here you go. Your turn. You get a scoop. Everybody gets a scoop. And sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. I get back to the apartment. We, we're on the futon. Actually, we're, there's no there's no futon. It's a foot. There's no on. So, so um, and he has a handle of Captain, a handle of like tequila, a handle of vodka. And I'm not. I I'm, I hate McDonald's. I hate Taco Bell. It's all disgusting to me. Right before we got there, he's like, "Let's go get some McDonald's." I'm like, "You know what? What's the worst that can happen?" Well, the worst happened. <laughs> <laughs> It's a brand new apartment. Nobody's lived in this apartment um, unit yet. And we just drank until we couldn't feel our legs. And 
we drank like it was a civil war, honestly. Like if somebody was gonna come saw right. like <laughs> That's the way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's not wrong. <laughs> and um and then the next morning it was just like, what's this what is this this blood? What is that? I was like, no, I had a strawberry Fanta and I threw it all up. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh man. It's like my bad. My bad. But no, me like me and Anessa, like, man, this has been one friendship that has literally, like you said earlier, like it, y'all seem like y'all just catch up right where you left off, and it's like, yeah, pretty much pretty exactly much. every single time. <laughs> and so, we go, it's all, it's, we, go we go so many, sometimes we go so many months without talking, and literally it's just right back where we left off every time. I mean, it's the best. I mean, and Anissa, I mean, we <laughs> we we've kind of seen it all from living in in apartments with people that were trying to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. Correct. Literally, <laughs> we had a we had a we had a crazy person in in one of our townhouses one time that was putting oil in our in our milk and in our juice and and everything else and was just destroying things and we were like, what is happening? Like, what? Are- <laughs> but there, there was like, right one, time, like what- one time there was like rice thrown everywhere. And there was like jello all over the house. It was it was pretty intense. <laughs> there was jello all over the house. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, there's it's a it was an instant bond that we were all kind of like, yes, this is this is all right. I'll make we yeah. Let's let's do this. Let's be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and and thus after all of the alcohol, throw up, junk food, and epic movie nights. A friendship was born. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Only until after all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, but now we're big boys and girls, and we do responsible things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, sir, like, like me and him always joke around. I was like, sir, do you remember working at Disney? We had no responsibility. <laughs> But we made it our seem like issue. Yeah. No, I was gonna say like our big like we were always be like we're so busy we have so much to do. Why won't the managers give us off so we can go to this one event that literally means nothing? <laughs> That's how we treated our life. I can't believe. Don't they know that this this party is this day? Why won't they give us this time off? We look how like now, dare they? I know we're babies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what happened? Wow. It's like they didn't give me my day off so I could go to work. And then, oh, opening opening of Harry Potter land. Remember, I was just like, sir, nobody check me in because I'm calling out, so I don't want to get a reprimand. And we go, and there's fucking helicopters flying, people taking pictures, like the Orlando Sentinels taking pictures as well. Too. I was like, Jesus Christ! So I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, so, we go to work the next day. They're like, so where were you? I was like, I was sick. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, yeah? <laughs> Not on the newspaper you weren't. You walking in the background? That's I, I watched Channel 2. There you, there you are right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> but, uh, Steph, what are you, uh, what about, what are you working now? I see you're working at Del Mar in Corpus Christi. Yeah, I'm, yeah, what's your big work college? 
Yeah, my big boy job. Um, <laughs> it's still kind of, it's honestly still kind of the fun job. Um, I work for the student life department here at um, Corp in Delmar College here in Corpus Christi. So we're kind of responsible for all the stuff that the students have. We, um, my office is in charge of the clubs and organizations on campus. I'm also in charge of some um, honor societies and I'm in charge of some clubs as well. And then on top of that, I also manage and run our mascot for our college as well. So, I mean, I have events just every single day of the week and we have a lot of stuff going on, but I mean, if anybody, I mean, now's the, I mean, I'm going to shamefully plug not only Del Mar, but like community college in general. No, go ahead. Just plug away. With, with Yeah. With the, with the way that, with the way that everything's going now, obviously there's a lot of people out of, um, out of work and usually the numbers in school tend to spike whenever there's no work because people want to go back to school. So I highly suggest to everybody, if you are listening out there and you're not really sure what to do and any thoughts about your current you know, job or if you've been laid off from your job, hey, think about going back to community college. It's great. Get yourself a new trade. Get yourself some classes. Everything's online right now because of the current situation. So it's now is the best time than any to go ahead and take a couple of classes and get back in it. Um, for any of your listeners that are here in the South Texas area, Hey, check us out at Delmar College. We are constantly doing new things. We are building a new campus. We have three campuses already. And then on top of that, we have some of the best programs, not only in the state, but in the country as well, too. So we're very proud of our school. And um, and anybody else that's also looking for a career change, I highly suggest working for the college because you get all that time off as the students get. So it's nice it's nice to be able to get those two weeks off you know, for Christmas or that week off for Thanksgiving or that week off for spring break. But um, but yeah, so that, that's what that's what the big boy job is right now. Um, <laughs> right before the show, actually, I was telling y'all that was we were um, distributing food because we have a food pantry on our campus. So distributing food to students, also distributing um, T-shirts to our graduates that just graduated last week as well. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's great, man. I, I love it. You know, I mean, Ernesto, you got that big boy job and you and all your jobs. Very Ryan Seacrest of you. <laughs> I try um, to stay. I try to stay busy, man. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 so I want to. I want to circle back to a couple of things that that you mentioned. So you say that you help out uh, students around the community college. So can can you elaborate on exactly what you do as far as like help, especially right now with with COVID nineteen happening? Everyone had to. There was no campus to go to. You weren't allowed to go there. So how did that affect your job? Like so. I guess I'm asking you two questions. So, like, kind of give us, like, a small day-to-day and what you were doing and then how that affected once coronavirus started. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, one of the best things about working with this college is that Del Mar College is such a very well, close-knit type group of people from the faculty and staff to the students alone as well, too. So it was one of those things where from day-to-day, Yes, I was taking care of just like the fun events. I was taking care of, um, you know, uh, clubs and organizations. Um, I was taking care of some of the national honor societies as well too. That I was, uh, that I am a uh, one of the uh, coordinators for as well. So, <clears throat> which is great. My office in general provided. We tried to make things easy for students. So whether it be on campus, providing free scantrons, free blue books, free pens, pencils, or just directions or just some advice on what they should do or who they should talk to on within the college. And then once COVID happened, it was one of those things where I think we were all very worried because we're like, all right, cool. Are we all of a job now? And our president was, uh, um, the president of our college was very quick to say, listen, 
nothing nothing's happened happening to y'all y'all are good um y'all continue to do what you're doing let's go ahead and continue to make sure our main goal is to make sure that we graduate students so that's what we all shifted to our classes shifted to online classes and then all of our offices which are used to having students come because of student engagement we had students we had everything available my social media pages had to get a little bit better because I had to be able to communicate with our students and let them know, hey, what do we have to offer you? What can we do to help you? Making videos about how to stay healthy, how to stay active when you're in uh, quarantine. Also giving students resources as well. Like we have a laptop program for those students that don't that, that don't have a laptop. We want to kept you from getting your students done. Uh, we had people donating different forms of, you know, um, resources as well, too. And then and on top of that, our friends at the Coastal Bend Food Bank said, hey, let's give some of these students food because, I mean, the last thing that they should have to worry about is putting food on the table. And we know that that's an issue. And we also, one of our big goals with the food pantry is that we want to abolish uh, food insecurities. Nobody should ever have to feel hungry at all. And that's one of the most disgusting things that I've ever, that I've always thought as well, too, because after working, you know, food and beverage with the Disney company, we, me and Ernesto personally, and it's, it's gross. And I, I've never enjoyed the fact that people are hungry. Like that's stupid to me. So whenever the, the food bank said, Hey, do you students would want some food? I'm like, a hundred percent yes a free food yeah. please come on so we've been providing those services um throughout um every couple of weeks as well too so going and having students line up um outside and they have their trucks around like four different spots and we just fill them up with food that as as much food as we can put into their cars and it's it's a beautiful thing to see um because we want to make sure that our students are not only healthy we want to make sure that they are happy and that they are continuing to to get here, um, not only Elmar, but we're we're setting them up to go either to university or to go into the workforce, and we want them to do it. Everything that everything that we can give them, we want them to be set up for success. It sounds like you're doing great work, especially trying to you know, with the most difficult time is trying to turn a negative into a positive, and obviously with. With COVID-19 happening, there was, you know, at, at first there was a lot of negatives there. You know, basically the way that we do things is it's it's definitely changed and different. And so to hear that coming, you know, what you're doing with the community college and like kind of taking the spin on it, still being there for the students, but also providing them with the resources they need. And also, like, not forget, I mean, unfortunately, you know, we have the graduates who weren't able to have a proper graduation, but also, you know, at least hopefully you can give them the proper send off. And I'm sure that's something that you did to help those students. Yeah. And, you know, that, that again, you know, my, our college relations team just this last week put together one of the best, you know, virtual graduate, our first virtual graduation. We've never, we've never done one at the college. Um, and we did our first virtual graduation and it was phenomenal. It was amazing. It, it honored all of our students that graduated. It, it was a really good, we had a live performance by El Dusty. He's a local artist here in Corpus Christi that's been nominated for a Latin Grammy. So he, um, so he did a, he did a concert, you know, at the end of graduation, like a virtual graduation. So, which was great. And I mean, not just us, but I, I feel like I also need to like, just shout out teachers in general, because man, with COVID-19, everybody switched to an instant. 
like you know, I'm gonna go ahead and do what I need to do, make sure that my students are taken care of and make sure that my students are um, safe and also still learning. And I mean, my hat's off to all of you teachers out there and any of the teachers that are listening. I mean, I tip my hat to you and I think everybody else does. And I think we can all say, I think everybody will agree that yeah, teachers need to be highly, are highly underpaid and need to be paid a lot more, especially after all this. <laughs> Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. Same. Yeah. And um, and so you, you mentioned a, a couple of uh, you kind of plugged a whole bunch of things. So I want to kind of hopefully you get everything you want to get out again. Do you mind kind of reiterating where like if people wanted to help out, if people wanted you know, like you want more focus, if people are trying to, you know, maybe go back to school while they're just kind of sitting at home. Can you where where would you send them so they can do that? So anyone that's coming, um, I mean, we have a lot of online classes here at Del Mar College. So if you're interested in checking out what Del Mar College has to offer, uh, delmar.edu, uh, we have a great website that has a lot of different um, resources for you to go ahead and check out. Um, even if you're not looking into going back into like college in general as well, too, we have a lot of um, different kind of programs as well, too, um, from dental hygienists to, you know, nursing, and we have welding, we have, I mean, we're huge, you know, we're here in the Gulf Coast, um, and so we have a lot of refineries here in Corpus Christi, so welding, you know, pipe fitting, you know, fire, we have a whole firefighting um, course as well, too, so delmar.edu is a great place to check out as well, but if you're not certain, I mean, the best thing to do from your from wherever anybody's listening is just type in local community college. That's the best thing to do for anybody is to just type that in and see what you have in your area and reach out. Just and that's that's the biggest step. The biggest step is to actually call somebody and speak to them. And I promise you, we are here to help y'all. We're here to guide y'all and we're here to make sure that it is a smooth transition, whether it's your first time to college or your first time in a long time being back to college. You know, community college is non-traditional, especially for us here in um, South Texas. So it's anywhere from 16 years old to, you know, 36 to 46 years old. I even, we even have some students that are in their seventies. So, you know, it's never wow. too late. It is never too late. And I highly encourage everyone to do that. And um, if you're looking to help out with current students or anyone in your area, uh, the best thing to do is like reach out to the local community colleges. They're trying to they're trying to make it work. They're trying to make it work for their students. And most likely they'll have something um, like a food bank or they'll have. Uh, and, 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 no, we hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> and um, they usually have food banks or they have any resources that they have to offer. They'll direct you. To who you can help um, or what you can donate or what you could do to help their um, their organizations out what about your social what um what are your social handles for the school like if people want to follow uh, you on social media yeah so for mine because mine is the student life office we are um actually I have two different ones so let me pull them up real quick we'll, we'll take um, them both <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, we'll add it on there so that people can uh, reference them they'll be in the description and we'll tag you guys on instagram yeah sweet that'd be great um, so I have, so it's student leadership and campus life. And that is my, um, our main one for our office. And then we also have another one called DMC Vikings. And that's kind of our, that is, um, that kind of, it's supposed to belong to our mascot, but we kind of make it a full on just Viking page for all of our students. So anybody that wants to come check out what we have going on, 
DMC Vikings, or Del Mar College Student Leadership in Campus Life. The um, at Del Mar SLCL for Student Leadership in Campus Life. And then for the Viking one, it is at DMC Viking. Okay. And those are Vi on our, our Facebook. Viking um, or Vikings? Right. Yeah. Viking one. One. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have two more questions for you. You said you work with mascots, yeah. but uh, so I, if, if this is not the answer, don't immediately go to mascots, but what was probably the funnest event that you, that you orchestrated and it went flawlessly and the preparation was great. The execution was great. That's something you're really proud of that, that came out from whatever you worked on and was in, input into the community. Um, that's a good question. Um, I have a lot of them. Um, uh, one, my favorite one though was last year, which, um, so the mascot was new and when they were looking for somebody to kind of take this on, I, I applied and I talked about Disney and I kind of gave them some like Disney stuff. And then I was, um, like, just like, this is what, this is how they would do it there. This is what would work good for you. And they're like, I was like, oh, and there's more where that came from. <laughs> and there's a fryer involved in everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a fryer and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and um and they were like it's yours like go for it so i was like all right cool so whenever they the school never had a physical mascot well they did at one like back in the 50s they had an actual monkey like the monkey that ross has in friends like <laughs> they had a real life monkey as a mascot and i was like that's amazing why can't we have one now <laughs> but <laughs> last year <laughs> Last year, I went ahead and um, did a birthday party for our mascot, so which was awesome. I invited um, a whole bunch of vendors from across the Corpus Christi area, so like the Texas State Aquarium, the Schlitterbahn Water Park, um, Alamo Draft House. We invited from people from the mall. We invited the, the science museums. And then on top of that, we invited mascots from across the area. So the university mascots, the other college mascots, the um, high school mascots, as well as Chick-fil-A. Whataburger and anybody else that had a mascot, I sent an invitation out and I said, come to this birthday party, bring your mascot. It's going to be in the middle of the day. It's free to all. You can promote whatever you want. You don't have to charge anything for a table. And that, um, that event just went off without a hitch. And I mean, I had about 15 to 20 like mascots running around the student center, dancing with each other, <laughs> you know, just interacting and, you know, the students were getting free food, the students were getting, you know, free giveaways from all these places. Um, and, and then some of these vendors that don't get a chance to usually go to, you know, events or anything had the chance to like have a free table and be like, thank you so much for letting me, you know, come. I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I would have to say the the Viking birthday party was great. So, and I, and I was, I had plans to go even bigger this year, but of course with COVID, everything kind of stopped that. Right. But I am working. I'm working on a virtual birthday party for for our Vikings. So if anybody wants to follow um, the Viking or the Del Mar College um, student leadership page, you'll see some fun stuff that I have planned um, coming up very soon. So I'm excited to share all that. Awesome. That, that sounds like a really fun, fun event that you orchestrated. And I'm going to give Ernesto the very last question that we have for you. What's your favorite movie, sir? Oh, God. That was a hard one. Um, <laughs> it's always it is. Never easy. It really is. Uh, my favorite movie. 
I'm going to have to go with, Ernesto already knows it. I'm sure everybody else already knows it. I'm just going to go with what we all know. It's Batman Returns. <laughs> I wasn't sure which yeah. Batman film you were going to go with. It was it was either going to be Batman 89 or Batman Returns. Yeah. All right, is, so, there, is, there, is there a story behind that? You, you know what? Honestly, I, I blame my parents for the love of, of the character because my dad wanted to see, you know, Batman 89 when it came out. And my mom was like, you can't take the baby to the, the theater. <laughs> He's like, watch us. Well, <laughs> they were like, they were like, um, they were like you, know, you know, he just stared at the screen and then the rest was history. And then after that, you know, I remember after after school, being in grade school, and we would go straight to my grandmother's and watch two episodes of the animated series and then two episodes of the um, Adam West series because my grandma had FX. So we would watch that. So it was just it was just something I, I, I absolutely loved. And my, my first experience, vivid first Christmas experience with Santa Claus was knowing that Santa Claus came to my grandma's house on Christmas Eve and handed me that rectangle you know, that re- rectangle of Batman Returns. And, <laughs> and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> and I, and everything about it, and I've always loved it. My, my mom took me to see it in the theaters and she she always tells everybody, she goes, he did not want to let my hand go. He, she's like, do you want to get some popcorn? And he's like, she, no, mom, no. Just like, stay right here in line. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and right. <laughs> she's like, all right. And then, you know, having to having to purchase that movie again because I burned through that tape. And um, <laughs> but, but, and but I I mean I just loved it. I mean, it was one of it was, it was like the first movie that I saw like a normal guy just put on to have a cool have a cool, you know costume and fought some really weird and cool you know villains you know michelle pfeiffer as catwoman danny devito as penguin i mean to this day it is still gothic and beautiful as a film and i i i for something it's just one of my things that i just constantly if if you never know what to put on you can guarantee that's probably the movie that i have on yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh well thank you i I love that story i think it's great i i don't remember if i've I know I've seen the movie. I, I feel like it's been a very long time since <laughs> I've seen it. So I, I got to give it a rewatch or I feel like when I give it a rewatch, I'll be probably watching it for the first time. So I'm going to plead guilty there. I have not. I don't really fully remember this movie at all. And I, I will say, if anybody asks what one of my favorite Christmas movies is, Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. And I don't yeah. care what anybody says. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> Every December yeah. we pop that sucker in. This is this is a winner. <laughs> like clockwork. <laughs> <laughs> well, Esteban, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really do appreciate it. And also fun to see Ernesto bounce off an old friend and you know, just have me just sitting here is like, I don't I think I should just kind of walk away for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should use the bathroom. They're getting too much along. They're getting together or getting along. <laughs> One of those people who you just you just share that love of film for. I, as you can tell from yeah. our epic movie nights, like it would just be it was like the podcast in real life. It's pretty much what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? And I and I look for and I always look forward to the next time I visit. So hopefully when when COVID and everything's kind of died. And we're able to travel again. I'm gonna visit again. So maybe Matt, you can join in on the next, you know, epic movie night. And epic movie night. Oh, I, I can't wait. We can make an episode yeah. out of it. 
<laughs> there you go. I can't wait for the first movie, and then maybe not so much oh, about yeah. the second and that third. <laughs> we'll, okay. we'll talk, but we definitely want you to come back on. You're definitely coming back whenever yes. I can get you to come back. Oh on. yeah, absolutely. I would love to, guys. I I appreciate it. I I've, I've been wanting to join y'all. I'm glad that Ernesto finally decided <laughs> to have me. Uh, <laughs> again, really appreciate you coming on the no, show. And, I, and, um, I appreciate it. And uh, if you want more from us, you can uh, always follow us on Instagram at box office underscore Avengers. And, and like we kind of started at the beginning of the show, uh, we're just here to spread the love. We, we're, we are all equal and uh, we're going to continue to do that. I hope if you're listening to us and, you know, with everything happening in the world that you can, you can come listen to us and maybe uh, use us as like a little a break. Uh, with everything and and come enjoy talking about movies and um all and so I you know again Estevan really do appreciate you coming yeah. by and um you know it's 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 always great every week to come by and talk movies yeah and I would say just Absolutely. those those movies that we just I mean we don't have a lot of resources to show to share but the resources we did share for those films and TV shows and those series um, if you want to educate yourself definitely check those films out and just. See what you can see what you can get out of it. Try to see if you've never experienced those before. Like see something from somebody else's perspective and see what they try to put out for you. And with that, I'll say I'm Ernesto Santos. And I'm Matt Diaz. See ya.